Right? All right. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? And it's time for a very special episode of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. I have a very special guest who's out here on the West Coast. Yeah. A man who likes his Italian food. He likes his cigars Cuban. Yes. He likes his second wife Asian. And he likes <laughs> his leather white. <laughs> <laughs> Likes a four-door sedan <laughs> and a pair of fucking brand new right out of the box. Jordan 1, please welcome the one and only, Mr. Paul Verzi. It's so good to be with you, buddy. And I got to tell you something. Right when you walked out, first thing, of course, I noticed is the beard because this is the thickest I've ever seen you had it. Yeah. Dude, you're looking younger. Skin is like kind of... Hollywood, baby. Yeah, dude. Botox. How, how brutal Botox. would be if I saw you and you're like, <laughs> your lips were all... <laughs> <laughs> and I had you couldn't those. smile. I had <laughs> oh God! Oh, it just my. came out like is this coming out oh, like this? Oh my! What's going on? Hey, you know I heard the movie's doing really well. Let's get in good reviews. <laughs> oh, oh my God! No, Dude, I'm expression. so excited right now. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! I'm so sad. Oh, I'm kind of melancholy. Your face just never changes. In case you didn't get what the bit was. I got to tell you something. For the first time ever, I knew what you were saying. Because you know me, Bill. I'm not one of these East Coast guys that trash L.A. A lot of guys, fuck it out there. It's, but I actually enjoy my California time. You came around to it. I, not, I, let's not be crazy, But I never Paul. hated it. Oh, Paul, don't start off with a lie. I never don't hated it. Don't start off with a fucking lie. <laughs> You went in on this town, no. like all you guys do. No, all I you guys. I all you guys do. I said I loved it. This little rundown looking. Look. Yeah, it's a bunch of hipsters. Yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of this. Yeah, it's a bunch burritos. Of, I know. The I know. Fucking pizza steaks. Uh, I didn't see an albatross. I, oh, I haven't had Where a good pigeons. There's no pigeons. I haven't out had here. a great slice out here yet. I haven't had a great slice of pizza yet, but I've had so great what? meals. I haven't had good Mexican in New York. You're in a different place, Paul. You right. go three thousand miles away. The right. reason you do it right. is to experience something different. Right. Not to get boar's head sandwiches or whatever the fuck you were talking about. Oh, uh, boar's head meat, yeah. Boar's head meat. This yeah, guy, yeah. this East Coast guy was excited. He had boar's, boar's head, head right meat. there. And you're like, Bill, I can get boar's head <laughs> right down the street. The, yeah. But right I'm, try, I'm trying border. to give your town a compliment. I will say, I, I like so it the Great out here. Wall of China, bad yeah. slice of pizza. <laughs> Did not have a good slice of pizza. <laughs> Ruined my whole trip. <laughs> That's how New Yorkers Dude, we travel. we went to the Louvre? I swear to God, it was unbelievable. Worst Italian I ever had in Paris. <laughs> Fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try beef bourguignon? What's that? It's what they do. Dude, I went to the Eiffel Tower. The gyro's downstairs. Fucking horrific. <laughs> so, uh, so um, but I actually, you know, I enjoy my, my time here and... For the first time ever, I saw what you were talking about with the driving. Because this is, this is, oh, yeah. I got to do a bit on this because I've never called any, talked to anybody on the phone when they're in LA and this is what you hear. Yeah, dude, so my daughter's birthday party, would you fucking go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we were at the christening, the priest was crying, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. And you go, the driver's here. I saw a guy in the Tesla. Get over! That's another one. Yeah, yeah. Dude, how's the special doing this fucking asshole? Dude, this is what they do out here. I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> All right, I'll do it this way. Say, here's the car, right? Here's a lane, and here's a lane. When they go to get into this lane and it's stop and go traffic, like, yeah. or there's nobody there. They, they'll, they, they wait to the last second to get in. So they get in, and this part of their car right here is still in your lane, and yeah. you can't do this because the cunts out here don't know this move. 
You know that yeah. move. Like yeah. in, on the East Coast, you yep. know somebody's going to do it, so you anticipate their you, move. You see it. Yeah. You do that. They yeah. don't. This fucking guy's, I guess, and you beep at him, and then when you drive by him, they're looking at you like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> yeah. they're so fucking stupid or self-involved. They're like, well, I'm in the lane. Yeah. It's all about me. It's like the, the back <laughs> third of your car isn't. No. Oh, don't get me going. No, on I saw a guy in a Tesla. It was almost impressive how he wasn't looking. <laughs> I saw a guy in a Tesla X or whatever, or Y, the big one, and he was, dude, it was so blatantly not looking at the road to us. I was like, Jesus. He, no, they have, well, the, they, the, the Tesla has like a fucking supersized iPad. Yeah. I don't know how you look at anything other yeah, yeah. than that. It's like they're fucking screening movies. But I, if I had a dollar for every time I was on the phone with Bill, and it, you've never not done it. Oh, Paul, the driver's out. I can't. I can't. No, because on the surf, surface streets, which is just not highways. Mm -hmm. They drive like fucking, you know, like they, they took a pot cookie. But when they get on the highway, <laughs> dude, they drive like fucking maniacs. It's, yeah. it's the commuters. Yeah. Every day they moved outside of L.A. so they could get a decent house, you know, a mm -hmm. pool and all of that. And then they got to do that grind every day. And every time there's a, just a little bit of daylight, they lose their mind. They just put the fucking throttle yeah. to the floor. Like they'll pass you doing like 90. It's yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. No, I, I saw it out here, and I actually said to myself, I kind of understand what he's talking hey, about. Hey, Paul, what's up with these L.A. drivers? Is this shit crazy? This is... This Am I crazy? Oh, sorry. I got the phone on. I never have the phone on. That's because I was waiting for a text from you, and you're important, Paul. It means a lot. You're an important um, person. So, Paul. Yeah. What brings you out to the West Coast? You got a project or two you'd like to promote? I, I am, I've been uh, hearing things. I've been hearing things in the industry. Yeah, man. Let me well, make sure I promote this perfectly. It's pretty. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. Um, we've come full circle. Huh? No. Uh, yeah, man. Special Nocturnal Emissions on Netflix is doing great, man. It's killing. It's doing. I. I yeah, I don't even... It's amazing. It's People are loving it. It's great. And, uh, and you got the whole new hour and you're crushing with that. You're out here. There's a new comedy club in the, Silver Lake. I, I didn't even know about uh, that. Yeah, I'm going to do... Yeah, I'm going to do uh, an 80-seater Thursday night at 8 o'clock and run a new hour that I got going. What's, what's which it, is it, is it cool. called? The Hipster? No, it's what's actually it called? the same guys that the do... New York, the same guys that do the New York Comedy Club opened a replica smaller version of the same exact style room called California Comedy Club are they bringing and the it's George, in Silver Lake. Are they bringing the George Foreman grill to heat up your windows <laughs> as you pay at the register? That was the old one. <laughs> dude, no. The old oh, New York dude. Comedy Club. Well, not this, this one. No, not this, what, this they is the bought good one. it. Oh, they bought it. No, they saw what was going on and they were like, dude, this is this gotta go. Dude, I literally watched a woman handling money and then reached over and either picked up the <laughs> Foreman grill lid no. for a case of the, and people still ordered food. She was handling money and I'm telling you, when I say it was like, it was sitting there like, you know, like when there's just a disheveled character in a movie with Ugh. like a desk with like years of files on it. That's Ugh. what that whole area looked like with the cash register yeah. in the middle of it. And it's funny, the stool was like too high for the register, yeah. you know, and, the, and their knees are like, you know, up here. Oh, <laughs> oh, it, was, it was a mess. Well, it was a mess. I remember hearing, dude, the new York, the new New York the comedy new new club York is one. great. And I go, I don't know, dude, I went there. That was a Disney. And they go, no, you should. And, and he did a good job. So they opened one in Silver Lake and they were like, <laughs> hey, do you want to run it in front of 80 people? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's have a good time. I remember Todd Berry making fun of the old one, the Foreman one, and they, they had repainted the thing. And he goes, how do you guys like the new paint they put here? Port Authority Men's Room Gray. <laughs> Dude, it was like... Oh, my God. It was just overcast uh, in the thing. It was just... <laughs> they didn't have one picture on the wall. That was the old one, Paul. Yeah. And this is a new one. And this is Hollywood Glitz Silver Lake. Used to be a place for younger people, and then those younger people got a little older. They got married, so now it's like, you know, yeah, like cooler parents, I guess, you know, in that area. 
So it's a nice area. It's, a, it's an upscale area. I remember I had a buddy there, uh, and there's a place that has good wings called the Rustic Inn, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Is it called the Rustic Inn? I believe it's called Ye Rustic. Ye Rustic. Okay. Ye Rustic Sorry, Inn. I, don't, I, I don't used to call it Ye. Uh, Ye Rustic. Let's yeah. go to Ye Rustic. No, it's Ye. Oh, congratulations to you, too. Live at Red Rocks. Crushing. Funny. Is that right? You know? It's amazing. I used to open for you, and now we both have special. What'd you do if I just fucking bubbled this whole? If I just fucking cried for five, ten minutes, and, like, I and then you laugh my ass off. Like if it started out as an emotional thing, but then I just lost it. I couldn't go on. I would hang in there for thirty <laughs> seconds, trying to be a good friend, and then after you start a while, looking over at Aaron, like, is this? No, I would just think all the people watching and what they were saying in the comments, and I would just start <laughs> bursting out laughing. Look how uncomfortable Bill looks, and then I, that would be it. <laughs> Dude, have I ever looked whiter? I mean, look at look at on that fucking thing, man. I just been in an edit room for. T- I'm, we're almost done, Paul. How's it looking? Ah, oh, it's looking great. Nice. It's looking great. Yeah. So nice. we got we got, a, we got a, uh, a screening coming up. We're getting towards the end here, and then we lock the picture, and then they color it, and then they put the sound in the music and all of that shit, and then uh, then it's football season, Paul. Oh, football oh, season's and I'm coming. I'm putting on forty pounds, gambling and eating fucking wings. Oh, dude, I can't not wait. I cannot wait. I heard your boy Jimmy G's coming to the Giants to put a little pressure on Jones. That's what I heard. Oh, that guy, the guy who fell down. Yeah, please. Guy's got wheels though, but <laughs> he's got wheels. Yeah, the guy from Duke, right? Yeah, yeah, guy from Duke, just out in the open, falling. Just, I was rooting for him. <laughs> that's up there I mean, with the white that, guy that dunked and held on too long and flipped. We know, like, like the, the you <laughs> know, like, like the black guy that gets the NFL, but he's like, you know, he's from like, you know, the, the, like the worst part of the city. He just went through all his shit. It's this yeah. great like story, like one of those stories you see in the Olympics. The, your quarterback is like the white guy version of that. You know, he went to Duke, <laughs> Ivy League. His parents were rich. No one said he could make it to the NFL. <laughs> He kept it real as a, as a white guy. His know? dad is a CIO, C, CEO of a Fortune 500. He committed a crime. His dad's money got him out of it. And then he, no one said he could make it to the NFL. And he did it. <laughs> <laughs> they saw his boat shoes. They're like, this kid can't play. Oh, shit, man. Um, I'm rooting for that guy. You're rooting? Yeah. I'm rooting for that guy just because I don't, you know. What's with New York comics? They I mean, comics. What's what's the deal with New York quarterbacks? They fucking run into people's asses. They trip over themselves. I mean, it's just been it's been. What happened to Joe Willie and fucking Y A Tittle? New York lost that. The Knicks lost it in the seventies. Yeah, but foot- you had it back in the nineties. You just didn't win it, dude. The Knicks in the fucking nineties was was amazing. Yeah, I guess Jordan took Jordan kind of. Nick, Nick's that really? I mean, it's like all yeah. like how many people would have had rings if Brady uh, wasn't around? Yeah, dude, he just got Andrew Jones, not Andrew Jones. That's the guy from the Braves. Oh, uh, Andrew Jones, other, not even playing anymore, dude. That's I know, hilarious. but he was. He did play in Atlanta. He did play for Atlanta for a Ju- long time. Julio, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. He got Julio yeah. Jones. This is going to be like fucking '07 again when he had Randy Moss. Julio Jones a little past that, but I mean, he's, it's great to have him. But oh, he had to go negative. <laughs> no, no, I don't I want to burst your bubble, excited. but like... I got excited, and like Tom's going to be throwing to Julio Jones in you. Yeah. And you, it's all right. You, did Edelman back? You have Edelman again? Who? No, Edelman's retired. Are you sure? I don't, I, I've been in a fucking cave for three months. What happened? I, I thought Is he I, back? I thought I heard something that they talked Edelman into going, but then I don't know. I, I don't no, know. I you just wrong. don't bring up to a Patriots fan that maybe Edelman's coming uh, I, back. I, I, I need yeah. a definite. I don't know. With, with Tom Brady, who knows who's coming back? Tom will talk Oh, he's going to go to Tampa? Back. Yeah. Like there would be Edelman to Tampa is what I'm saying I heard. Or like they tried to talk to him and then he, I don't know if he's. Dude, this is like Tom Cruise when he left that fucking agency in that movie. 
And then everybody who's just coming said, with me? Who's coming with who's me? Who's coming with me? No, I don't know. He could have just said no. I, I heard rumors of that, that they tried Whatever to get Whatever you him. were trying to do, Paul, it worked. You made me upset. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen hey, you. Hey, Bill Belichick's going to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I heard. I, I heard he's going to retire for a week and then go to Tampa. <laughs> you would be. Sick. I think Tom is just telling him all the money he's saving on fucking state taxes down there. Did you hear what Edelman said about Belichick? He goes, dude, I don't even. I'm not even on that guy's team anymore. I'm scared of him. He goes, every time I see him now, he goes, are you going to keep doing impressions of me? Because he does an impression of him. And he goes, I mean, for fuck's sake. He said, he goes, I'm still scared of the guy. And he goes, I don't even play for him anymore. Oh, I got to hear his impression of him. Yeah, I, yeah he, I guess he gets real low like he does it. And I guess he did it on a sports show. And Belichick saw him and was like, are you going to fucking keep? And, and, he, and he said he fucked with him about it. And he goes, I'm still scared of the guy. And they all started laughing. He was talking to these ex-NFL uh, <laughs> wide receivers. And they all started laughing. <laughs> they all started laughing about that. Um, I can't. I can't wait for that. My, uh, I'm hanging in there with my Red Sox, Paul. I'm hanging in there, dude. We have, oh, we, nobody we, loves a last place team like you. We, you, we, it's called being a fan. You Paul. love, yeah. No, it is. You love like, hey, it's not over yet. It might not be over because you guys make runs like that with the Red Sox. Um, last year you made a run. I well, think. Sale came back and then he immediately hurt his got finger. His, yeah, he got hurt. I'm worried about the Yanks because the Yanks are winning. But like, when uh, I've we been paying big, attention. The Mets, the Mets got us. You guys have been going like this lately. All of a sudden, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball. You guys have not been winning. You lost to the fucking Royals last night. Yeah, but we beat them. I'm in not the nitpicking. No, not no, nitpicking. we beat them two out of three. Oh, did you? We beat them two out of three. Two hundred million dollar yeah. team. Of course you did. I mean, oh well, how much is your fucking? We have to spend that because of what you guys spend. Oh sure, blame the drug dealer for, for taking what? drugs. For what? For bringing drugs into the fucking neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I love how your argument was you guys are drug dealers. Like you're some sort of like misunderstood. I, 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 yeah, I, as soon as I said it, I go, this is probably not yeah. the right analogy. No, it's, it's George Steinbrenner's legacy. I also think, you know, I, I believe this, that, that because everybody plays that fantasy football and baseball and all that and acts like a GM and is always adding people to their fantasy teams. Mm -hmm. And it's been going on so long that pylon teams and all that type of shit are just like nobody even like sees it anymore. Because I was talking, I got a buddy of mine, Yankee fan. All my fucking friends are Yankee fans. And when that guy from the uh, Senators came up, turned no, down like three, four no, million. The, the Nationals. Nationals, sorry, the Senators. Fucking Bill, I love it. <laughs> the Senators. <laughs> Bill's been Andrew fucking. Jones, Bill's Senators. been fucking I mean, names guy, up. <laughs> the St. Louis Browns. They were the Washington Senators twice. They left the first time, they became the Rangers. The second time, they became the Twins. Mariano Rivera is the greatest relief pitcher of all time. But he wasn't yeah, when I said it. You got that Manny Ramirez. <laughs> no, Manny, Manny. I said Manny Rivera. Manny Rivera. I'm going, man, I, I don't know this guy. Um, yeah, that guy well, you know down the guy. $450 million to not play My in two favorite Yankees right now. Uh, the, oh, the, Matt Carpenter's got to be one of them. Oh, yeah. The guy who looks like the state trooper. I love that. Oh, dude. He, he looks hitting, like Ron Guidry. Dude, he's hitting bombs, too. And he goes up with no batting gloves. He's a fucking man, Paul. Oh, These guys come up. They got this on. They got the fucking yeah. this shit. They're hanging all over the place. Yeah. Dude, that guy walks in like he just got done smoking a fucking Joe Camel, right? Yeah. Won a bar fight. Do you see what his pregame thing is? No. His pregame thing is he has shorts on, just like, like, I'm, like just shorts, mm -hmm. barefoot, shorts and a t-shirt. And he just walks around the outfield for a half hour, just looking around. He, every game, he just, just looking around at the damage he's going to do. He just looks around, and then he comes. He looks like a guy at a picnic in a field, just looking around. And, <laughs> and then he just goes in, and his face. So that, and then who's your pitcher? 
who literally looks like oh, some dad uh, they took in ne- from the stand. <laughs> Nestor Cortez. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we went old I school love, on a couple of guys. I love, uh, dude, I, my whole life I've loved pitchers that just look like, you know, the, the fucking dad across the street or something. Yeah, you Everyone, love that Gaylord guy. Gaylord Perry, CC Sabathia. I always love that you guy. You love a kid in a mustache. Yeah, but also a guy that looks like he just fucking throws gas and then goes out and eats like a fucking couple of burgers. I'm not yeah. pitching for a couple of days. Let's go to Hooters. <laughs> Dude, Wells, you guys have had some great had some sloppy. So we had some sloppy guys. I love a sloppy pitcher because back in the day, they had all kinds of condiments and shit all over them and they'd be doing this and yeah. doing that and fucking working the ball. You had a couple. You guys had a couple of. Uh, no, that one enough sloppy. That one ones. kid on the Mets, dude. Oh my God, the kid on the Mets looks like they took him from the bleachers, and he won a contest to be in the game. Oh, I gotta see. Him. Oh my, Bill. I, I mean, it's hard to be like, is this serious? Dude, my one of my favorite moments in the last like twenty years of baseball is Bartolo Colon hitting that home run in San Diego, and then I loved how all everybody like went into the clubhouse because that's the thing when you hit your first home run and it was like fucking 25 and, years into and his they career. ignore you yeah yeah and he just kind of came out and they and then he just literally sat down by himself just like laughing and then they all came running out and it's just like i i fucking i i love shit like that i i uh i was at the stadium i took lucas and i saw a home run and it solidified what we said where if you can hit the game winning shot in game seven catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl walk off there's nothing better than than that time alone around the bases would just be oh god dude that's gotta be you know because even a soccer goal I want to ask a major league baseball player what's it like when you're trying to stretch a single into a double and you're halfway there and you know you're gonna get thrown out just that. Probably fuck. <laughs> coming in there. And then they all try to do like, like everybody's, everybody's hip to this slide where you come in and you go like that. Like everybody, go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows you're going to do it. Oh, there's nothing. And then they go now they're wearing a fucking mitten. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, what more are they going to do? But the, the, the offense and the, the, the pitching in baseball right They're now. They're in a hazmat suit. Yeah. <laughs> a snow suit. Yeah, you know, you know those, those sumo wrestler fat things? You come up there. Yeah. <laughs> No, you go up in the Moto GP riding suit, and if the ball comes near you, it senses it, and the airbag goes off. <laughs> um, uh, no, there's a. Um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you know, the, the the pitching is so good in baseball now, in the ERAs. They're actually talking about lowering the mound even more. And I was joking on my podcast uh, the last episode that it's it's like an A cup titty. Why at do this they point. keep? <laughs> why do they keep changing things? Because should, o- because offense sells the game, and when your game you, you need your game, it's got to be a river pole. You know Can't what somebody said? Some guy goes stagnant yeah. water. People so, start getting sick. Some some guy in major sick league, the game. he goes like this. He goes, yeah, they say our game's too slow, our game's getting boring. Fuck you, then don't watch our game. Our game's great. Like leave the fucking game alone. Well, and th- that I'm would older. be three hours. That is great. would be, that would be if people could just be happy with what they have, right? And people aren't. Are people not. always want more because they're not happy. Yeah. And if they would just do mushrooms like me. No. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> mushrooms did help. <laughs> I said, Helped a lot. Yeah, no, that's, I'm not. I'm not uh, I got rid of a lot of pain. I'm not, <laughs> you guys just started bawling. <laughs> Imagine we just both were crying. <laughs> I'm sorry we went through that. Yeah. Um, no, I said to somebody, yeah, I'm just, there are certain guys that are built for it. You know, you know what I'm built for, Bill? I'm built for first class because that's all I do now. You're going to love that. And I don't know if I could afford it. But you know what? I'm not going back. That's so funny. I'm not I, going I back. I remember that point in my career. I'm not going back. I, I When I moved out here and I just said, fuck this. I'll do I, business. I, I'll do business as the lowest. I was like, fuck that. I'm flying the front of the plane. I remember my first visa bill. I was like, hey, maybe, maybe we'll fly coach to the sh- this side of the Mississippi. All right. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I 
tried to go first too soon. Too soon, and I and I and I, my <laughs> fucking visa bill went from here to there, and I was just like, "All right, I can't fucking do this." I'm and probably there right now. Then I, I I'm probably in first a little too soon, so I did tell Listen, the people. Paul, everybody knows me. you do the end zone dance on the twenty yard line. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I "There's go, no doubt yeah. to me that you're going to start flying first before you should." But that's what you got your wife for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll come in. She'll keep all this. We yeah. love what you're doing on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just make sure the ball's across the goal line. I know before you hold it out. Yeah. I'm like, Stace, it's third and one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going over the top. <laughs> no, uh, my, my team called me, like the people that booked me, and she goes, Paul, I can get you in first class, but it'll be another thousand if you want to do it. And I had just bought in, um, two pairs of sneakers at the mall for 600. And I go, I just go, Stacy will kill me. Let's just do business. <laughs> that was smart. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to fly first class prematurely and you say words like boughten. Bought. Yeah, you just bought. You said I just bought. I, I in just two, bought. You, you said I just bought in two player pairs sure? of sneakers. Yeah. We're gonna have to listen back, but maybe I, I thought did. you were no, talking no. about botany or something. I'm no, thinking. no. But there's a lot of times I can afford the first class, but when it goes up to the ones where they got the beds and shit, you know, they're like, ah, oh, it's gonna be another thousand. Yeah, it's you just liked tough. that shit, right? You I, well, liked I, it that. Well, I loved it that. I liked it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 there was uh, a guy one time, me and Nia. <laughs> We saw him. I'm going to say we saw him. But he said, you liked it, that shit. And then we thought that was so fucking funny. And we just kept saying it. I've told this story before. And then we said it's, it became liked it, it. I liked it at that movie. We started adding shit to it. And I was in a meeting <laughs> with this agent who wanted to sign me. And he goes, you know, tell me some of the movies you like. And I told him a movie. Because you like that? He said, yeah. I said, yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it. <laughs> I tried to catch it. I just saw his face like. Oh, this guy's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody, when you see somebody's facial expression change, it's right here. Yeah, it's it's it's. It, you know that thing it's under the sad. NBA? You know the NBA <laughs> with that little three-second thing? You can't stand it. It's right here. You uh, just, it's like it's the weird. The eyebrows very move, but this shit furrows up, and it's one of those things you can't make the face unless you hear somebody say something surprisingly stupid. And what's devastating to you is you see the respect leave them from you. You just see, you see. Absolutely, in their he had face no pity they, for me. Yeah. He's like, this guy's dumb. This guy, uh, yep. A couple wrap it up questions. All right. <laughs> then later in the conversation, you try to say a big word. <laughs> you try to get him back. I don't chase it, Paul. I go back to the room. Hey, Bill, Paul, Paul stays there oh, chasing I chase, it. I chase it. I try to say a go big word. Go to the ATM. <laughs> get a thesaurus. I'm, I'm I just pulling lost, this out. I lost all day Sunday. I got to get the Monday night game back. I got to get know. it on Monday night football. I don't have it in me. I just pack it in. I just go, <laughs> this guy's going to get me a bunch of work I don't want to do anyway. That is so you and me the difference where Bill will just put you. You're the type of guy you put your head down. You live to fight another day. You go, I fucked up. Me, I do. No, 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 no. Give me Hold on. I'll get you back. I'll win you back. Yeah, I'll I win don't. you back. I, if someone thinks I'm stupid, I'm like, all right, cool. You're one less person I have to talk to. You want to laugh, dude? One time, my buddy, he's, a, he's an English major. Mm -hmm. He's from out here, Sh uh, Sean Quinn, right? I haven't oh, seen yeah. Sean in a while, but... Oh, Sean, there's another guy who goes I, off. I said something. There so you go. He applauds. That's the Philly oh, thing. Oh, good for you. Good you for feel you. better? Good for you. You feel you better? fucking piece of shit. Lawhead <laughs> yeah. well, told me that one. Some guy, some guy went in front. Some guy went in front. Dude, he put his half his body out. He goes, good for you. Good. You feel me, you piece of shit. No, but it starts off nice. Oh, good for you. Good for you, you fucking piece of shit. It's great. So this is you how asshole. This is how dumb I fucking. This is, I said something so dumb because it's not that big of a war. We're driving through New Mexico across country with him. Right, he was going to Pittsburgh. He was dropping me off. Whatever. 
And he goes, yeah, dude, look at this. He's like, this whole area over here is like dilapidated. And I go, do you have to use a big word like that, which is not even that big of a word? <laughs> I just go, and he goes, what? I go, did you have to say like dilapidated to let me know that like you're an English major? And he just breaks down how it's not a big word at all. And then I heard other people say it, and I was just like, oh, God. That's a, but dilapidated the, for, is only, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's dilapidated. Dilapidated. Dilapidated, yeah. Keep saying it, Paul, and I swear to God, I'll lose but, confidence in it. But, dilapidated. But, say, it, say it. Dilapidated. Dilapidated. Yeah, the way you're saying it's making me not know. I, it, it makes, I get less sure of it every time I say it. <laughs> but You try to blow through the word. Dilapidated neighborhood. <laughs> but that's only you. Know what that, you know who does that, Bill? You ever hear a host not know the person's name? Start clapping. Start clapping right now. Coming to the stage. Tony DeSanta. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. Yeah. Keep it going for 40. <laughs> you sound like you do the intro like you're driving by in a car. Like Guys, this guy, it. dude, he just did this. He's crushing it right now. Start clapping, start clapping. So you can yeah, because you're trying to remember the name. <laughs> Adding credits. <laughs> Tony Lazada. Tony Lazada. No, I've done that. Have you done it? Yeah, dude. I had like a, oh, I had like so a complex funny. where I was so afraid I was gonna, I was gonna forget the next person because uh, I would look, at, I would look at you. I was so nervous uh, when I first started doing comedy. Uh, as long as I've known you, I would look at you and I would completely go blank on your name. So when I, I would literally write if I started with you, I, yeah. if I was hosting, I would write Paul Verzi in uh, my hand. Oh, because you thought you were gonna fuck it up. I'd be like that. Thanks a lot. That's why I couldn't do it with the hand. I'd be like, thanks a lot. That's my time. You guys were great. And then as they were clapping, I'd go. Uh, All right, coming to the stage, a guy I've known for 15 years. <laughs> you get nervous. Thinking oh, yeah. About. No, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I never like I could host now, but I wasn't good at hosting then because I just had so much anxiety. And the thing about hosting is you have to go up and get them. And then you bring the next person up, you go up and then you got to go back up again and yeah, get them again. Yeah, you got to be like a tour guide. You guys and, thought it was going to be great. Yeah, it's weird. And then if, if you kind of lose them on one of those going, they lose faith in you. And it's like anything else didn't matter. It's like you had a bad game and you got to go back up again. <laughs> That's how I felt. Yeah. If I would ever host like years ago, one time, you know, they were like, hey, you wanna, why don't you host a stand? And I was hosting these, mo and then you feel like you go up and they hate you every time. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm not into, uh, I, I like hosting now because I like, uh, you know, seeing the younger comics and all that type. I just did Montreal and I tried to pop in on a show right, and I, I saw a couple of the younger comics coming up. I really like doing that. And on those things, I like hosting shit like that, but I'm not into, uh, you know, I also want to get the fuck out of there. I just want to go up, do yeah. what I'm doing. That's another thing too. You get going and you're like, oh, this, oh, fuck. All right, this other guy's going to talk for a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Anyway, that, before, uh, before yeah. we get too far in the podcast, how, how, how many minutes in are we? Look at that, huh? Can a man feel a half hour? Can a fucking man feel a half hour? Okay, here we go. Uh, Roman, everybody. You know, when you're wearing a great outfit, everything just looks right, and your confidence is soaring. Paul, I don't need to tell you that, Paul. When your chain's out, uh, you're, yeah. you're wearing... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's got to be. Of course it, Paul. You're fucking feeling... You're crushing on the podcast. Even if you didn't take it out, the chain knows to come out. I'll tell you who's fucking with your chain game, though. Who? Is uh, old Dougie there in left field for the Red Sox. Alex Verdugo. Oh, okay. Dude, Alex Verdugo could save your family with the chain he has. He could literally <laughs> pull a car out of a fucking ditch which he has. Uh, anyways, Roman, you can walk into a room knowing you're on an A game. Uh, if you, you know when you're on your A game. If you've been struggling with PE, the fuck is performance enhancement? What is PE? Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. 
No, erectile dysfunction? Yeah, that's ED. What is PE? Physical? I don't know. Erectile? Hey, there's some other shit out there we don't know. Penis? Enlargement? No, it's saying you're having a problem with it. <laughs> we got to figure that out. PE was physical <laughs> education when I was around. This guy's beaten off. Hey, you got a wet noodle? <laughs> <laughs> wet noodle almost just made me laugh. <laughs> you got a wet noodle on a dry day? <laughs> all right, fitness. Look, we all know that changes. Uh, that okay, fitness. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. Whether you're looking for gains at the gym or a better experience in the bedroom, these guys are covering you. Premature ejaculation. Premature ejaculation. Yeah, fuck. fuck. How do we not know that? That's we're like the moron family on on Family Feud. <laughs> ah, premature ejaculation. Will we come back? Oh, it's the Sullivan family with a chance to steal. Is premature ejaculation mean like, it, but it's before it happens, right? You come too quick. Oh, it's not the pre thing. You actually, ha you actually go. You actually come. Yeah, it's basically your jizzing before <laughs> she gets to where she has any sort of pleasure. <laughs> before a second button. You ever see like when somebody like there's like a, a birthday and they come out with the cake and before they get to the table it falls on the floor? You're doing that with your dick. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whether you're looking for gains at the oh, gym shit, oh. or a better experience in the bedroom, you got a party hat on, your fucking dick's just dripping. Everyone's disappointed because yeah. they uh. can't <laughs> Why are they all there watching? Who knows? Um, or gains in the bedroom. There's never any shame in showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with PE, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head on with Roman. Uh, all right, guys, man to man. I care about uh, each one of you. And I do to a certain extent. I'm not going to loan you money, but I don't want you coming and dropping your cake in front of your girl there. Uh, I want you to feel confident and to prioritize your health and your relationships. If you're ready to do that for yourself, start with Roman. Entertainment, Paul. This is the entertainment section. Paul, we like to have a lot of fun around here on the, my channel, podcast, slash show. So I know that if you guys are anything like me, you probably dread wasting time in boring waiting rooms than having to spend money. Yeah, especially if I'm there with a bunch of pre-ejaculating, ejaculating, pre ejaculating, pre ejaculating, <laughs> premature ejaculation. <laughs> Even when you jerk off, your hand barely gets on it. Also, oh, what the fuck? That'd also be weird if all of your friends had it. <laughs> Hey, what are you doing here? Are you at it too? <laughs> are you oh, Bill's shit. friend? Fuck. No, I'm just dropping somebody off. Well, I am too. This is why they do this. You can, it's, it's, it's anonymous. Uh, uh, you dread uh, wasting time in boring waiting rooms, then having to spend his pictures of fucking dripping dicks on the wall. You don't want to be sitting there for that long. Then having to spend money on a copay, then insurance is a hassle. You know, you know how it goes. For my guys out there dealing with P.E., <laughs> premature ejaculation I have to tell you about Roman Roman swipes are clinically proven to clean up the floor after you jizz on it in front of your girl Roman swipes are clinically proven to help you last longer in bed no prescription needed PE <laughs> treatments are safe effective and used by millions of men uh, pre two day shift you know what's funny as I bet in the beginning it's sort of like numb you're like I can't feel it again. oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> comes the train free two day shipping go to getroman.com slash bird today oh fuck dude uh, <clears throat> I wonder if you get used to those things I, and then the first time you go to jerk off without numbing your dick dude I just started crying thinking about if all of your friends had it so you're like hey man how's everything going it happened again <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, My a- wife is too hot. <laughs> hey, honey, how about you fucking put oh, on a few shit. pounds and be a little cunty around Oof. here? Maybe I can make it through the first two minutes. Oh, All right, look who it is. Oh, look who it is. It's old Zip. <sighs> uh, talk about a person or people you rely on to help you out with certain things. You know, when I'm feeling down and I don't know who to turn to, I call Paul Versey. You know, I start bitching about whatever I'm bitching about, and he's, he's right there with me. Example, a family man, member, a friend, your partner, your co-host, personal assistant. Hey, I'm not trying to insult you. Your babysitter? No, no, no. <laughs> Nanny? No. All right. It's like if you own an arrowing... A what? It's like if you own a growing business. The G thing got... The, the bottom part got cut off. I thought it said an arrowing, like your archery. <laughs> um, it's like if you own a growing business and need to hire. ZipRecruiter makes hiring so much easier because they do the work for you. And right now, you can try it for free at Zip. Recruiter.com slash Burr. Uh, ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match and r- the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite them. Your top choices, Paul, like a draft pick. Additionally, yes, yes, Recruiter has, that's the devil version of it. It was backwards. Okay. Has a complete, you don't know what the bit is, has a complete suite of tools. You just go, okay. That makes it easy to filter. Review and rate your candidates. Four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first two days. No wonder Zip uh-huh. is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings. And we all know about those things as of January 1st, 2022. In fact, the hardest thing you have to do to remember our special to do is to remember our special. ZipRecruiter.com slash bird. That's where you go to try it. All right? ZipRecruiter for free. Once again, that Zip. Recruiter. Recruiter.com slash bird. ZipRecruiter. Spell out bird. B-U-R-R. The smartest way to hire. Was that like if the record goes backwards, the double thing or no? Yeah. Yes, oh, yes. Come on. Here I see it. I didn't even need to know you play it forward. ZipRecruiter. <laughs> All I know about that is I remember in the early 80s, friends would say they would get rock, vi- rock albums, and if they went backwards, it would be a message from Satan. But yeah. yeah, but that's not. It was really from the record company, and they were trying to get more stuff. And then. Uh, They're like, dude, if you know, seriously, man, it's talking yeah. to you. It's like. Like Judas Priest went to court for that. <laughs> really? Yeah, these kids did something fucked up, and then they, 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 they tried to blame Judas Priest rather than, you know. I love your shirt, dude. By the way, uh-huh. anything better is coming back, everybody. People are asking. There goes a toast. No, we took a no. little time. It's we coming back. Little, yeah. It's going to go. Oh, the dog oh. days of summer. Oh, and NFL is coming. Oh, Bill, I had, a, I had a Paul Verzi day today. Okay. Yeah, so I got the car. I'm in a rental, you know, and I'm driving around. And I, you, you get know, some I, donuts. I wanted to you start jerking off. Oh, oh. You put the donuts on your dick. <laughs> Premature ejaculation. Premature ejaculation. <laughs> There's your frost. Hey, you want to see it glazed? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Hey, give me a jelly. I can't handle it, okay? There's no. so many problems with dicks. P-E-E-D. It's yeah. just, just going to keep going. I remember one time I said something to my dad or somebody. I think it was my dad or uncle. And I, I go, never, never nothing wrong. Like, it was almost like. A little too defensive. <laughs> what are you, fucking nuts? I can't get a hard on. No, you want to see it right now? I'll take it out. <laughs> my mean, dick stays hard. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> My dick's always ready to go. No, so I get in the Imagine car. Imagine if you had P-E-N-E-D. <laughs> no, I don't think you could. Well, you finally you, you get it up. You couldn't get a heart on. <laughs> it'd well, be weird but if, you finally did. You finally got it up. It'd be weird if came when it was soft. No, right is it? It finally comes. 
And the jizz is just like, it was getting too crowded in there. Like, what were we supposed to do? It's, it's so premature. Yeah. That it doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> it happens on the train ride home. You just sit there reading those. Ah, shit. Why did I wear sweatpants? Ah, oh, oh, we're doing cum jokes. Uh, so, All right. so I get in the car and I go, I got to see what sneaker stores have to offer out here. I tweeted my last tweet right now. Los Angeles has the greatest sneakers in America. It's not even close. On oh, my good. way here, I stopped. I told Stace I had to. On my way here, I stopped. I got Jordan 3s. Air Force Ones. Jordan 3 Cements? Jordan, no, a new a, a one that just dropped Saturday. It's a different color. It's, it's, but what, the threes, the cements, right? Yeah, like the, th the, the yes, like the th the ones that with not the four cements, the three cements. You know them, the ones that I love, the original The threes. Ones. Yeah, the threes. The cements. I got a new one, a new one that came out on Saturday. Well, you did? Yeah. I bought those. Then I walked into a place. Wait, and go, you wait, don't what have is these. It? What is it? What is, was it 4th of July themed? Oh, now we're into August. No, no, it was actually the theme that I got was fall. I was going to say, it's fall. fall. I knew it. Yeah. I, I was actually going to joke and it, say they had like, someone said cleavage, foliage. No, it really, they, wow, really? Because it's orange and brown with this black thing. It's incredible. I got that, and then I got- Wait, it's a whole sneaker like that, or is it just accents? No, it's like accents yeah, all over. Yeah, you got to do It's that. nice. It's you nice. don't want to overpower. It's, it's too much. It's a different type of look, but it's yeah. sick. It's like blue cheese. If you have too much, it's, yeah. I yeah, and then I got Air Force Ones, and then Air I Force almost ones. bought- Those are the uptowns, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, but I got a different kind. That's so. like a black guy's if it's raining out sneaker. He what? just puts on his uptowns because they're, they're not that. Yeah, but now there's and this then, hipster and, and, thing and, and going he, on where he keeps the other ones. There's this thing where white girls are wearing the new thing is dirty Air Force Ones, and I can't handle that. That's a white thing. It's a trendy like a hipster thing is to wear beat up like caked in dirt fucking Air Force Ones, and like even these rich kids, it's brutal. Do you know what's funny about that when you become it's a, it's a, a slave to fashion is that you would actually just like go out and like deliberately try to get your sneakers cool. And then as a hipster, you have to act like, you know, they were just like that. There's nothing cool about not new to me. If nothing, I need it out the box, gleaming white. <laughs> yeah. Nothing other than that. It's I, on your oh, feet. All right, don't yell at me. It's on your fucking feet. Okay. What are these people hey, doing? I'm just saying, you know. You know, it's like wear a crispy fucking thing. Have a little respect for yourself. Yeah, you're going out. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Put the chain out. Give this spray of cologne. Oh, you want to laugh? Lucas, give yourself an at bat. <laughs> dude, Lucas has got Lucas is into cologne. Stacy goes, yeah, he, he keeps going. He goes, Dad, I took it. Kid came in. He had his little chain out and he sprayed it. I swear <laughs> to God, dude, he's in. He's in, dude. He's into cologne and That's shit. Amazing. The influence you have on your kids is, 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 as long as you're not an asshole. Yeah, you know, he's not out there backhanded women. No, um, I said this. I said this. You got I said this on stage the other night, and, and and the place went nuts. And I said, look, if you're a father, and your kids don't love the sports teams you love, you're fucking up as a dad. And one yeah. guy got so he goes, that's right. He was like, it's like yeah. And I said, I knew kids growing up that liked the Yanks, and the dad liked the other, or vice versa. Every time the dad was a dick. Every time the I was like, oh, that's why. That's why, because this guy's not being a dad to this kid. Yeah. That's a hard one to listen to. To look I, at your dad in but pain? I, but I, I live in L.A., so my kids, this eventually, you know, they're going to go to school. The other kids are wearing the other gear. That's so a different, that's an exception. That's, that's, that's a tough, you know what I do is I just watch the Red Sox every night, and they always say, who are you rooting for? I'm like, the Red Sox. They'll be like, which one's the Red Sox? Because they have like 50 different uniforms now. <laughs> it's going to be hard if the, like The, the ones Bill's in the yellow <laughs> and blue, the ones wearing the red, the ones wearing the white, the ones wearing the gray, like every night it changes. <laughs> Your court side at the Lakers, LeBron gives your daughter a piggyback ride. It's going to be hard to sell her on the Celtics after that. 
<laughs> if he tried to do airplane? that, <laughs> if he tried to do that, I would ha- I'd hang on his leg like Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This ain't happening. Oh, holding on to Oakley? Yeah, yeah this ain't happening. Oh, Fuck that. That's great, man. Um, no, I, uh, I, my son is like, and daughter, like, totally love my old truck. And, uh, you know, there was a period that when I was walking in in the morning, I always get my son in the morning, I go in to get him, and I would open the door, and he would just look at me, and he'd have his head down like that, and he'd go, Vroom. Oh, that's Vroom. Vroom. Oh. Like that. And, he, and I'm like, hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? He'd be like, dad is truck. Dad is truck. Oh, Vroom. God. So what he does... And that thing must look like is, a monster truck to them. Oh, Dude, that thing must be... My daughter said, he goes, she goes to me, she, I gave her a ride and she goes, Dad, this is the biggest truck in the whole world. <laughs> that's an 18-wheeler It's a, a two-wheel drive. And I, go, I think that truck's a little bigger. She's like, no, no this is the biggest truck in the whole world. So my great. son comes over, you know, and uh, he sees me like, because the shift's on the comms, I got to watch him reach over, he wants to start shifting, I got to make sure I get the clutch in, right? But he comes over and uh, like, he sees me like, I, like when, I, when I would like... Uh, you know, step on the gas, you know, because I just sit in the driveway with it. I can't drive with them. It's just, you know, can't put a baby seat because it's only, you know, uh, it's a regular cab. So I just was sitting there going, room, room, and I would look at him. He would just go like that. And he'd look at me and he'd smile. Oh, so he loved cool. it. So now what he does is he stands up and I got to put, I got it's three on the tree. So reverse is closest to you and up. So I have to put it in reverse so his head can get by there. And he's got a lead. What's that mean, three in the tree? What's that? Uh, you shift uh, on the, you know, you, by the time I came it, around, it was it was down here. Right, but the one, I remember my mom yeah, yeah. and had that one it's where on the it was column. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was on the columns. It was three in the tree, four in the floor. We have okay. fucking rhyme back then. So, um, <laughs> so and it was, that was what cool was before the internet. So he comes over and he like, he like steps on the gas and he always just goes like, Wah! and I always think it's going to scare him. And he looks at me, I go, all right, buddy, just go a little easier. So I literally have to put my foot underneath the accelerator. So when he steps on it, I can uh, kind of put like a can, governor on it. Yeah. So yeah. he doesn't, you know, use up like 10 gallons Dude, of gas. Dude, that'll be their truck one day if you keep yeah. it. Yeah. Oh no, no, it is. So I'm going to, uh, you know, but that, what made me think of that was you're saying like, I like new shit. Yeah. Like my, my car, I've had my car now, uh, coming up on six years. And what's great is the, uh, the driver's seat is all like broken in, got like the creases and the cracks in it, and then everything else is pretty much, especially the back seat. You never talk about that car anymore to me. Why not? I don't know. What do you mean? I'm at, I've never heard you. You. I, I hear about the truck, but I, I never. I never hear about Paul, your Paul. I, I love that car. I love that car. You love the Jack. Take it back. What did I say? Don't buy anything. Uh, good color too. You got a good color. Yeah, you got to do it. You know. I so, saw something today. Me and Themless. Shout out to Andrew Themis. I saw something today. It was brutal. It was a beautiful, big, brand new 2022. What's the boxy Mercedes truck? The what's the one? Oh, the one looks like a toaster. Yeah, but this one is like this one is like that on. Is it a new one? This one is like that on steroids, and it was like sand color cream. It was beautiful, and then I looked inside, and it fucking was red. It's a sin. You know, if the white would have popped, I mean, imagine that if you opened up, it was white. That's or what beige. I thought you were gonna say it was. No, I'll tell you who's killing it with the it colors. Red? Toyotas, Toyota trucks. You see the desert sand they have. With yeah, the black, yeah. fucking sick. And yeah. the green they have is great. A lot of the Japanese cars right now are crushing it, and I'm hoping that they, they sell did. well. Any American thing to say, but I hope they do. So these other guys start, you know, opening up the colors, dude. Everything's black, white, gray, and this bullshit where you go out and get a wrap, which is, you know, that's yeah. just, dude. I'm I'm going I'm going almost color of that wallet is my dream so i want a little darker than that like a chocolate brown right. like like a dark chocolate brown white inside that's the dream for me that's the dream dark oh, dude, chocolate brown hilarious yeah the first time it fucking rains and you're standing outside like a fucking homeless person i cannot get in that dude car. i take the lexus to the wash every three week, every two every three days stacy goes what are you doing they just detailed it i go no nah, you're good to the car the car's good to you 
You know, she goes, Paul, it's, it's immaculate in there. I go, you know, rains. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's what you want. No, my car. Dude, I got, I got this guy I, I watch on YouTube where he, he finds these bar, barn finds and yeah. he buys them. Yeah. And these old cars and then him and his team go into, they literally have like those masks that have like, you know, like so you, you don't breathe. Because there's, there's usually uh, a lot of them, they'll have like lead paint if they're going to polish it. And then there's all kinds of like fucking like mice and rat nests and shit and they pissed and shit everywhere and yeah. you just look at the car going like you need to just burn that thing and this guy just fucking dude Bring i saw it back oh my god dude it's insane like there's two things that i've been watching i've been watching uh that guy's channel i wish i could give him a shout out uh maybe we'll put a link up i watched that and i watched people power washing driveways <laughs> just totally i'm yeah. totally into it yeah I'm, I'm obsessed with looking at tires that are that are that, that shine I love seeing a clean tire. It's oh, not yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, there's just certain things. No. We're basically two married guys uh, yeah. who have kids, and we've just kind of left the universe, and we're gravitating towards the weird things that we're into. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking at roofs and shit. I look, I, yeah, I'm really- I'm listening to Indian music now. Are I'm you? I'm fucking loving it. Are you? Dude, I found these two guys just crushed it. Well, I found this drummer who was just, this woman was just fucking like- it, like, just her whole attitude and like how they learn how to play drums over there is they're not counting right over here they're like you know one and two and three right. one and a two they they sing rhythms and they make you sing it first and then you kind of learn how to play ah. so you're you're playing from here and you're feeling nice it instead of being from here and i swear to god i've been listening to enough drummers that i i can kind of like with that sicilian verzi thing that you have they can be like this guy's a selfish prick yeah i can kind of tell sometimes when somebody is like uh, i'm starting to be able to do that like if i listen to somebody where they're playing from wow if, if, if they're playing from like uh like what know, region like regional no 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 i mean like if somebody just did something that inspired an idea and they're able to just do it oh. or if they were just like it's this time of the show and i'm playing this on the guitar i'm playing this on drums and i do this every fucking night or i knew i was going to do this four hours before it's the weirdest thing wow yeah, you know what I mean? That's no, cool, but you kind of can watch comics too, where you can see sometimes when they fuck with the crowd, you can kind of tell like he said that line before, right? He said that line before, as opposed to like that was right off the, the top right. Of the yes, yeah, yeah. So I kind of got into that, and I was trying to you know look up this this tabla drumming and just see where this woman's like mindset was coming when she was playing on the kit because I just loved her playing and uh, ended up getting into like just these two guys, one guy with the tabla and one guy playing this giant flute. Dude, if I played this shit to you, man, if you ever have problems like you're stressed or whatever, you got to listen to this music or you just want to chill. Yeah. Or uh, you just want the fucking hair on your arms to Who stand up. Who are you up. talking to? You know, I love to chill. You know, yeah, dude, this guy, I, I, I forget. I'll stare his... at the trees and listen to <laughs> it. <laughs> That's what I was hoping we were going to go do. Go get a cup of coffee and go fucking smoke a cigar. But you got stuff to do, Paul. I get it. Paulie Hollywood's got a new. Uh, yeah, right. He's out here, right? I'm out here. You got here. your Jim Courier hat on? Yeah. <laughs> There's a reference. Um <laughs> Yeah, you man. Have nocturnal admissions. nocturnal admissions right now. It's, it's on Netflix. Well on Netflix, it's doing great. Thank you. Also, can I plug some dates? No, um, Can't I'm do gonna be. Uh, <laughs> well, all the dates are on paulverzi.com. But if you're, I'm doing one-offs. I'm doing some one-offs. So I'm gonna be at the Washington D.C. Improv October 19th. Uh, I'll be one at of the, the best clubs ever. The, then I'm the doing country. the Philadelphia Punchline the 20th, the next night. Uh, and guys, if you're in London, there's a punchline. In I'm Philly? performing in London for the first time ever. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm doing something called uh, 21 Soho. It's a small room out there in London, October 7th. Hopefully, I'm gonna see my Giants beat the Packers a couple days later. 
But get tickets. It's a one-off. It's a small venue. It's going to sell out. So get tickets for that and everything else, paulverzi.com. Check out the Verzi effect and anything better is coming back. I'm so psyched you're going to London. Yeah. I'm br- and, and I'm bringing my family. Oh, and right. you know what? We're flying, Bill. Oh. We're flying first. <laughs> I'm going to lose so much money on Dude, this gig. Can you imagine walking to the back of the plane with your daughter? Can, I, can I give you some <laughs> traveling in Europe advice? What? Never connect through Heathrow. Ever. Okay. Don't ever do that in your fucking life. Wait, but Heathrow's where I'm flying out of. Fly to Heathrow. The only reason you go to fucking Heathrow is because you're going to London. Don't ever, ever fucking connect through that airport. Ever. Okay. Paul, I literally got off the fucking plane. Oh, he's into it. You're serious. I had to go get my fucking bag. I had to leave the innards of the airport, get my fucking stupid back when I used to check a bag. I had to go get that fucking thing, stand in line, go back through security again. Where was your anger? Where was your anger at that point, dude? You must have, I mean, did you... Or did I, you accept I, push, it? I, I had to accept it. It was, just, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. And I was with my wife. I was just like, this is fucking bananas. And like at one point, I was waiting for a bus. Like oh. outside. Jeez. Outside. Like I was going to London. And this blue bus or something pulls up. And just all these miserable people are on it. And you're just sitting there hanging onto a strap. And then you fucking get to nothing. And you had to go to fucking security again. It was... It was um, it's just one of those things where the airport was built so long ago mm-hmm. I think and it's London and, and just air travel has so advanced past it it was like it made LAX look like one of those little mom and pop airports it was a fucking nightmare but I'll tell you if you go into London and, and you just fucking land there we're gonna land and, there oh my god dude it's, direct it's, I'll tell you right now speaking of Indian Indian food is the shit there oh Indian food's the shit everywhere underrated everywhere no but there because they actually there. well they're the ones that oppressed them and came up with the caste <laughs> system and in destroying them and, and fucking ruining so much of their culture and everything. They brought a lot of it back, including some people, and they cooked their asses off with those fucking oppressive bastards. Wow. Well, all right. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it. Uh, I love that. What's it called? <laughs> the, uh, what's it called? What's that dish I like? Chick- I like the spice. Chicken tiki marsala is the white guy you No, no. I like the chicken vindaloo. Look at you. Chicken vindaloo. Yeah, it's a kick you your ass You're Italian. You're going off the menu. Hey, can, can you be that guy? Next yeah. <laughs> Could you make me a little? Uh... I don't like the Italians that go too far, though. Like they're like, yeah, dude, I don't get things from the menu. You know those guys? No, no, I want the. He knows. It's well, here's like, the thing. Here's, a, here's the thing. <laughs> he knows. If you're that guy, just be that guy. Don't tell me you're that guy, because then I think that you're insecure. But if I see, I've dude, if right. I see an Italian just come in and he just orders off the fucking menu. That's one of the great no, but things, if he, if great he things do, you'll see in a restaurant. Yeah, but if he does one of these, hey, is the guy back there? Can he? Can he do that's that guy's cool. It's the guy who sits down like you said and like announces like I don't do that. I do that. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's like it's like all right, buddy. We know. That's one of those guys where it's the 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 the, the, the depth chart. In his house goes him, his wife, his kid, or him, yeah. his kids, his wife. Like, you know, you get married and you have kids, you, you're at the third, you become, you're holding a clipboard. Yeah. I like the older Italian guy who goes like this. Yeah, does he mind? Thank you. I love that guy. Yeah. That guy's my favorite. I like, I want to like, see respect. that guy in a non-Italian restaurant and just scare the shit out of some fucking Northern European looking guy like me. He's ordering off the menu. For a second. Hey, is, is he Italian? Oh, fuck Hey, what's going on? <laughs> this guy's going to fucking destroy me. All right. We're out of time here. Paul, I like, you know, you're just fucking, you're crushing it. Thanks, man. And everybody's loving you and you're staying down to earth. Well, you know, you're, you're not buying too many things. You're flying first. You're treating yourself. 
I, I, it's all right. With the food and the, and the travel I want it nice, that's it. Are you going to come by my house at some point so I can I, show I, you my, the, the converse that I got? I, I would love to. Yeah, you got to. got to see those, Paul. It's, uh, yeah, man, dude, I'll be honest with you. I worked for you for, I opened for you for a while, opened for other guys for a while, started headlining, but to have this Netflix do this, and it's amazing, and, and I appreciate all the, all the reviews and everything, and uh, I, knew it was, I knew it was doing well when the bad reviews were like, I like the lights. He walks too much. I was like, all right, it was, they like <laughs> You know, those fucking finding something. But no, it's, it's oh, been yeah. amazing. So if you guys haven't seen it, man, spread the word. Nocturnal Admissions, I appreciate it. Thank All you right. for me, man. The one Love and you, only Paul Verzi. Uh, enjoy the music picked out by the trust fund kid, Andrew Themelis. And then we'll have a bonus uh, half hour of a Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Hey, anybody in England, go see this dude. What's the date again? Uh, October 7th. You got to go see him. And then I, uh, good luck to you, Giants. Oh, that's going to be great. You can see Aaron Rodgers. Giants and Packers in London. Who's playing? Lynn Dickey? Huh? <laughs> Phil Sims? All know. right, man. All right. We'll Thanks. see you. Thank you, guys. All right. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr. And this is once again time for a very special Monday morning podcast. Uh, you got an extra one this week. Um, and as always, whenever I do that, you know it's not just going to be me running my mouth. I always have a great guest, and this time is no exception. Uh, please welcome uh, the multi-talented, the multi-business-owning uh, 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 from uh, Entourage, Jerry Ferrara, man. I don't think there's any way I could live up to that introduction what are you talking that you about, just dude? gave me. You, you're one of the guys that, like, uh, when I found out you you, own, you uh, were co-owner of that Fat Sal's, oh, yeah. uh, which is this great uh, uh, sandwich place out here. Um, when I found out that you were one of the co-owners, I was telling my wife, I'm like, see, that's what most artists don't do. They have all their eggs in one basket. I love the fact that you're making money outside of this fucked up business. So I joke it, with my brother all the time. It's like, I hope one day when I'm in my 60s, you look back and be like, you know, acting was great. We did great. But you know what we really killed? Yeah. Sandwiches. That's you know where why, we you really know why I ate it. there? I ate there because of your, your slogan. It Is that says, right? says Sal's, and then underneath it, it says, we're making sandwiches over oh here. Oh, my God. The guys, if they, when they hear this, the guys at Fat Sal's are going to die. They, no. They're proud of that slogan. No, I laugh. When we, me and my wife saw it, we laughed. We're like, we got to try that place. So, of course, I tried it out, and it's awesome, but I'm 46, so I can only eat there so often. But, because, yeah, I close uh, my eyes when I drive past sometimes. I only want to look at it because it's on the way to the gym. So, it's like, I, I drive home, I got to pass it every day. I'm like, you just worked out. Don't blow it. Yeah, it's on Fountain. On Fountain, then you got the big flat screen TVs. You always got the game on. It's it's unreal. It's like, a, uh, for someone like me, that's literally a moth going to the light. But, the reason you're here is um, you actually you have a new podcast coming out called uh, Bad for uh, Bad for Business. Yeah, it's uh, it's three weeks old, and it, uh, it's bad for business because I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. So, okay. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been I listening. I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell I was I've doing. I've been listening to, to you, obviously, for a while now, and I've, I grew up listening to sports talk radio. I didn't have a TV in my room, so, like, radio oh, yeah. was all I had, Stern, all those things. So I just have had an affinity for radio my whole life. Where did you grow up? Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. In so, Brooklyn. Uh, all right. Oh God. What what sport affiliations are you? Uh, all right. Here we. You want to know? Well, you yeah. know Knicks, obviously. The Knicks. We, I don't uh, got a problem with that. We saw that. I don't know about the Knicks. God, Yankees. You, Yankees. Ah, you well, you made the right choice. And what could you say now, though? You can't even really you, say anything anymore. What could you say? You you you. What, what, what do you mean by that, Jerry? Like you're golden. You're good. Oh oh oh! I thought you were going to say that we're doing exactly what the fuck you guys were doing with buying up everybody. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Yankees. No, we Giants. did. We, we did. We did in uh, 07. 
And look, the minute 07 we... 07 was a disgrace. The minute we gave Jacoby Ellsbury money, the, to me, it's over. The rivalry's over. The minute... It, it started with Damon a little bit. Like, that was... The Yankees signed Damon. It yeah. kind of ruined the whole... The whole they thing. always go your way, though. They never come our way. They always all throughout my life, all the way back to guys like Bob Watson. <laughs> there was always just guys we let go, and you guys always signed them. But I don't ever remember anybody, you know, even like an old Lou Pinella. We never got anybody. You never got the old Lou Pinella, or even like <laughs> Mike Pagliarulo. <laughs> even like a Rick Cerrone, who was really an Indian, like coming our way. We, it always seems like they always end up. Yeah, you might have got one guy, Andy Hawkins, who I remember. The only Yankee and I remember used to buy the helmets. Carvel used to give an ice cream scoop in the little mini batting helmets. I remember that. Yeah, and uh, I used to watch Yankee games, and I'd write on the sticker, and I put the stats of the game on the back of a sticker. I still have this one helmet. Andy Hawkins right. threw a no hitter and lost to the Chicago White Sox. Five errors, four walks. They lost 3 nothing. He threw a no-hitter. You were at that game? No, no, I wasn't. I was watching with my oh. little carve I think it was on the road against the White Sox. And I think Hawkins ended up being a Red Sox for like a half a season out of the bullpen. That sounds like the kind of guy that we'd sign. He throws a no-hitter and, <laughs> and he loses. He's still, at, least, at, least back then, at least back then we did. But um, I don't know. We're, we're, we're playing off. I got to tell you, the Johnny Damon, that was, that was brutal. And even though I know... He was a what Kansas City, and then he was in Oakland, Oakland. and then we got him. So I understood. You know, there was just something about like we finally beat you guys, and that he was such like the poster child of our team. And, and then had, just to watch him go get a shave and a haircut, like and get another going, ring, like he was going over his parents' house. He went corporate almost. It's like it was, this wild child. He, who had the one of the better beards and hair on the Red Sox? Like he yeah. had his beard was phenomenal, right? And he had like seven RBIs in that game seven. I he think, hit the in grand 04. slam. Yeah, he, he had like seven rubies. So yeah, that ruined it for me. Like that really hurt the Red Sox Yankee rivalry. Like I, to me, it, I, my fondest memory, the ending would be like Pedro Martinez throwing Don Zimmer on the ground. That was where <laughs> it was at for me. Growing, that was the height. That was the height. Now, did, did, did that piss you off when that happened, or did you understand? It made me so angry. And then well, let like, me ask you this, Jay. What what the fuck was he supposed to do? He's got this old guy running at him. <laughs> All right, he's got these are his options. He was in a no win. Either he runs away from an old guy. Okay, that's one. Two, he punches him in the face. Can't do that. Cannot do Cannot that. do that. Or you gently take him by the side of his head. I feel bad now because he just passed away. <laughs> I know, I and know. And you just sort of guide him to the ground. That's what he did. I Pedro, felt, and then, and then, he was in a no-win situation. There's no way on earth he comes out of that where it's like, Pedro, you did the right thing. He, yeah. he had no shot. He was de- The minute Zimmer planted his feet and charged, yeah. Pedro Martinez was in trouble. <laughs> Still was not a uh, was, not, was not a good moment. So then football, where are you going to football? Giants. Giants. Congratulations. Giants. I remember yeah, the greatest Jesus. day of my life was when the Giants beat the Niners in the NFC Championship game. The Leonard Marshall sack knocked Montana out. Giants winning a Almost field ended goal. Almost in his career. Almost in his career. And then my uncle took me to see Home Alone in the movie theater. Greatest day of my childhood. <laughs> Do you know Paul Verzi? You you got to meet no, him. You, know you guys, I know that you guys, na- I know that he na- opens for me a lot. Is that you what guys it is? Are- I definitely see. I definitely know. I definitely yeah. know him. You like Paul Verzi with hair? <laughs> um, I just did that for him. If he's listening, um, but, uh, you know what's funny? Like back in the day uh, when Entourage was first coming out, for people who don't know uh, Jerry by by name, uh, he played Turtle on Entourage. Do you know I, I actually auditioned for that? Did you for that, Turtle? That's yeah. That's how wide the casting net was before they. They were throwing darts. Yeah, no, and they got you. It totally made sense. But um, 
Yeah, I was, you know, not like I'm good now, but I was really bad at auditioning back then. And I, that was, that was, it was a memorable, awful one. I can't remember because it was so bad or because the show went on to be a hit. So there was like the first season and a half, I'm watching it going like, God, every time you, they'd say your character's name, like I would just sort of think about that bad audition going, oh, son of a bitch. I, I haven't been back. I have not been back since. But uh, what's the deal with that, man? I, they, I got information here that maybe there's going to be a movie. No, no. We just we just wrapped the movie a month ago. We actually had to uh, postpone shooting. Kevin Connolly, one of the guys who plays Eric on the show, broke uh-huh. his leg while we were shooting. Doing what? I, I was kind of a part of it. Uh, I've actually now told the story a few times, but it was a party scene at the beach, and uh, we had a cameo from Russell Wilson. So and I knew I knew this was going to happen. They wanted to do a little montage of us, you know, playing a little tackle football on the beach. Oh, no. And I begged. I said, "Let's figure out what we're going to do. Let's block it out a little bit. Worst thing to do to two competitive below average athletically guys oh, is he to say, "Oh yeah, him and I." Is to say, "Hey, let's just turn the camera on and see what happens." And sure enough, you know, I go out, he drills me he goes out i tackle on like the third play it was actually the most harmless one of it all i wrapped him up he like tried to dive and extend the ball like over Bo the goal Jackson. line and just his leg broke uh broke in two places did you hear it? you heard it snap i i heard something weird it wasn't like the the paul george awfulness it was right. not that thank god but uh i heard a little something and what did he did he he didn't know he popped up and he thought he sprained his ankle russell wilson came over and said like you better tie those laces tight and uh, he worked for like two days without knowing just and finally he tapped out he's like guys i gotta go to it i gotta go to a doctor and they x-rayed like you have a broken freaking leg he's in surgery the next day what did he which which bone fibula fibula surgery screws and everything so we had to shut down for a month but the movie's done and i actually just saw an early cut of it yesterday and it's it's actually good Oh, I'm really happy. I'm, I hate how, how everything. Do you, how do you deal with that, man? Like, uh, like I said, the little stuff that I've done, I, I immediately realized how little, uh, just little pow- power you have if you're just a performer. Like I always hear a lot on set, like, yeah, it feels like it's going good, and then then there's always that, yeah, man. I hope this thing comes together because you have no idea um, when you're doing it. Nope. I, I think more like the director and the, the people who edit it, they have an idea of the direction it's going in. But like, I feel like if, if you're just acting on it, you're kind of in this vacuum where you're performing with the other people and just hoping uh, you're giving them what they need. I, I got a few things to say about that. One, I, I think it's like a game of opposites. Anytime I've been on a set, or even, whether it was like an episode of Entourage or even a movie set or whatever it is, when everyone's like, God, this is this is great. This feels great, right? Everyone's killing it. This is what Bill's killing it. Jerry's killing And then you watch it, and it's kind of, eh. And then yeah. I've been on set when there's been times like, I don't want to have any idea if this shit's working. This is the weirdest shit we've ever done. I, I'm right. like crossing fingers and you watch it and it's the be- it's it's great. So you're not supposed to know, that's, I don't think. That's kind of like in stand-up. The amount of times. Is that right? Well, you, a lot of times you feel like you're bombing and you get off stage like, oh, that sucks. And then your buddy's out in the crowd going, dude, people, were, they were dying laughing. Just <sighs> some nights you just can't, uh, you can't hear it. But in acting, I have like, uh, like I, I have total respect for uh any working actor, because that just seems like the hardest. I don't know how you guys uh, get to a point, like how you get you get altitude in that career, because it's so fucking competitive. Whereas like a, a comedian is difficult is starting out is once you like build a following, like say whatever, I went to an improv and I sold some tickets. Like I don't have to re-audition no, that's it. at the next club. It's like, okay, this guy sells tickets. So then you move up to this next level and just, you know, provided you keep getting better. You know, you, 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 you have this thing. And now you have this thing. Like, say, you know, I, I go through, you know, 
periods without getting any acting work, but I don't have to go back to waiting tables and, and, and all, all that type of stuff. Did you go through a, uh, did you have any, like, get something really big early and then that just that awful flat line for a while? I, my story is interesting, and I'll give you the quickest version possible, but, you know, I, I can't. Sick, how sick are you telling this no, story? No, no, I'm really, like honestly, not many, everyone, no, a lot of people think, like, that I, I kind of just showed up out here like some meathead from Brooklyn and like got cast in Entourage right away. It was, you know, four or five years. Now, look, that's a short amount of time that's in the very grand quick. scheme. But to very me, quick. young and competitive, I, it felt like an eternity. And I, I lived in this, you know, in Burbank for 10 years. I worked at every restaurant. How, old, how old were you when you came out? 19. 19. I came out here. I did like three episodes of King of Queens. And I'm like, I'm staying. And so, I never left. So you were smart enough not to go to college. I, I did. I did my six months at uh, at a college of Staten Island, a very nice community college. Go. Back on the CSI, we <laughs> so say you don't have big student loans. College either. of stupid Italians, we used to say it stood for oh, every <laughs> kid who couldn't get into college went there. Now the schools, it's actually a great community college. I shouldn't really talk shit, but um, I didn't have any great success. I would always, I would get an acting job that would maybe last a month. I'd make like. Seven eight thousand dollars, which to me was a million. Oh yeah, and I quit whatever restaurant I work. I'd live off that for as long as I can, and then I just would go months without an acting job, and I'd go beg for my waitering job back, and that was my cycle for quite a while. But but even then, even though five years is quick to to it's to pretty make quick, it, yeah. but to go through that. For five years. I mean, this this town. Like, you know what they talk about New York? If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. Personally, this town for me is just way way more. Like it's brutal, bleak yeah, and brutal. I always feel like New York. There's always like there's an excitement to that city. Where out here, I don't know if it's just the topography, but this is like desolate out here, and uh, that sun beating down on you. There's no change of season. It just feels like Groundhog Day, just every, every day. Groundhog Day, fucking yeah. sunshine. Phone's not ringing, you know, I, and I can't get anywhere in my car. When it's the when it's great. It's the best town to ever live in. When it's bad, it's probably the worst, worst yeah. town to ever ever live in. And I always tell people, I always get a, not offended, but like I've had a couple of people in the last whatever year or two be like, "What's like the easiest way? Like, how you get into acting? Like, what's the easiest way?" And I'm like, the easiest way. That's yeah. how you're gonna you're gonna pose the question. There is no easy way, and yeah. it's designed to make you quit. The Right. The whole system is designed to make you say, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm going home. It's made to make you say that. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Being also in, uh, uh, a transplant from the East Coast, do you, uh, do you miss the East Coast? Do you see yourself ever going back? Or are you kind of settling in out here? I've had I've had a couple of different trajectories with this. In the beginning, I hated L.A. You know, right. meathead from Brooklyn. My accent was 10 times worse than it is now. Uh then I guess as I got a little successful too, I got the hot, the whole good side of the town. The weather's great. I grew to yeah, love food's it. Food's unbelievable. Food's, it's 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 great. You and I sitting here, I'm drinking an iced coffee. We're t- it's great. It's great. It's great. Recently though, and within the last year, I've kind of gotten to the place where I'm thir- I'm going to be 35 soon. Uh-huh. You know, my family's all still back there. My nieces and nephews are growing up now. They're like you know six years old. They're starting to get that age where I could do stuff with them. Like I'm saying, maybe I don't need to be here t- 11 months a year. Maybe it's maybe it's nine, and right. maybe I go to New York for two months. I'm starting to get to that yeah. point. Maybe I go spend some some more quality time elsewhere. Maybe I don't need to. I'm built up enough where, look, if I really blow it at this point, I'm, I'm going to have to have a, ser- a serious problem must have happened. Right. So maybe I go 
spend some time somewhere else. I'm at that point now. It's recent. See, I'm always jealous. It's weird. I'm jealous of you New York guys because you can go back to your hometown and the and it's still a big industry town. You can't? Come on. Give me a little. No, little. I, I, go, I, I would go back to the suburbs of Boston. Now, I know that they shoot some stuff up there, but it's just like if I went back there like uh, – like, you know what I really miss most about living in Massachusetts is just going to a sporting event where I'm not in enemy territory. It's like I left in 95. I yeah. was in New York through the height of the curse of the Ooh, babe. All of that. That's a bad run for you. Yeah, yeah. It was all of that. And and, and Aaron Boone. Aaron, well, Aaron Boone never took hold because the very next year, like Aaron Boone probably... It definitely would have been worse than Bucky Dent had the next year not happened. Right. But what Agreed. happened was they just sort of tore the Band-Aid off. Like, oh, my God, that sucked. Damn, we won it. Thank God. But where the, the Bucky Dent, the Bill Buckner thing, it just, it just, it just kept – like, I remember, I remember like, I, was, I had a warehouse job, and it was like two and a half years after the game. And just one day in the middle of the summer, I was just shake, shaking my head. And my, my boss was, well, what's the matter? Like, he thought the count was off when I unloaded this truck. I was just like, dude, I still can't believe we fucking lost that series. <laughs> and he laughed. The ultimate delayed and reaction. He laughed. No, no. I, I mean, I had the reaction and all that. But just like years later, you were just thinking about it. It, it, really it was just happen? so, it was so, uh, like, I mean, I imagine as, as much as 04 would suck for a Yankee fan, because of all that other success you've had, and then you won one afterwards, it's bad, but it's not, it's not as like, uh, like, take like, you know, I guess uh, I don't know Cleveland fans or something like that, where it's just like there's just no light. There's been no light. That's at the bleak. End of the That's bleak. But now, now there's there's not light, but at least there's a little hole, a glimmer of light has poked through at LeBron and maybe Johnny Manziel. But yeah, it's oh, that's been. Huge. I'm hoping. I hope he's going to be good. I want. Oh, I'm I'm on board. I think it's great. It's the new era, and there's some dinosaurs that are going to hate on him for a while. I I think there's nothing. Nothing. But what wrong about with his it. size and those? All those guys who run around. First of all, nobody's going to be faster or more elusive at the quarterback position than Mike Vick. So if 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 he can get caught, he can get hurt. That's the only thing that I would worry about. But uh, I'm actually a Browns fan. Uh, I, I, my parents and some other relatives have lived in Ohio. And that oh, so you legitimately stuff. root for the – my girlfriend's from Ohio, and I just went there for the first time recently, and they are the most passionate fans. Obviously, Boston right. and New York, too. No, no, I'm, I'm all Boston teams, but, but, for, the but Midwest, for the Browns. I couldn't believe. I like the Browns because my dad liked the Browns. He grew up in Ohio and in Michigan. so Every year is going to so, be their year. So he went He he went to, like, all municipal stadiums, saw Jim Brown play and that oh, type of thing. Oh, God, so, that's amazing. So he uh, – He's got this weird – I have this weird thing with him. He was a Tigers and a Cleveland Browns fan. So I have like uh, an affinity for both of them and a little bit with the Red Wings if their fans weren't such dicks all the time <laughs> talking all this shit. Granted, they have all those cups. But um, so I'm actually uh, – I'm hoping that, that he's going to uh, – He's gonna he's gonna do well. One of my prize followers on Twitter. I'm not good on Twitter, but Johnny Manziel follows me, and right. that was one of my prize followers. I'm, oh, I'm most awesome. proud of of that follow. <laughs> um, we we actually me and my buddies when we went to go see him last year at uh when they, amazing when they right lost to Alabama. No, it was a fucking it was a, it was just a. I'm sick. gonna go to a Browns game. I think I'm gonna try to go October 12th. I think they're playing the Steelers. I just want to go witness. I just want to go. See what that's all about. Those fans, I just can't believe how hard they show up and root, and they haven't won more than five games. And yeah, they're, they're, they're maniacs out there. Like, maniacs that, that you would not want to walk out there with the other person's uh, no jerseys on. I'm hey, gonna go. Speaking of that, how do you feel about like uh, attending sporting events out here in LA? I mean, I have I personally I've not had. 
the best experience unless you show up wearing their shit, which I'm never going to do. I kind of I, I dress like a plain clothes cl- cop when I go to the game. Same here. But like they just take it way too fucking serious out here. Where there's there's always a little bit of that. Uh, you might get stabbed. Like this. You about the Dodger sh- games particularly or Do- Chargers. Oh, and yeah, then just yeah, shit yeah, I yeah, hear yeah. about, like, dude, some guy got shot at a fucking 49ers Raiders preseason. I've never gone preseason game. up to any North Nor- NorCal sports. Like, I've never been to San Fran yet since I've lived here. Oh, okay. Um, I've never been to Oakland. I need to go. I want to go oh, experience they're, it. They're storied franchises. They have great fans. Yeah, but you're not going it's to the long. black hole watching the Raider game wearing the Charger jersey. No, I, would not, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Although, like, I, I think the, the Raider fans took a turn for the worse when they started dressing up like characters. Back in the day, the <laughs> like crowd. Wrestling characters. Yeah, the crowd, they all looked like they were in a biker gang and they were, like, legitimately scary. But now it's like, uh, I'm not saying, like, there's a lot of people in that stadium could fuck you up. But you, you got that around the league but uh the, those stupid characters man with the spikes coming out they look like they should be going to comic-con they, they look, don't look like, like the they i don't know if you remember game. the movie weird science when like the motorcycle gang comes in at the end the crash the park oh, they look like those guys they always struck me i saw one shot of a guy who looked just like one of the weird science biker guys at the end jesus christ dude you just took me i know i went back i'm sorry I, I i i do i've been watching a lot of old movies um well but speaking n- of speaking of movies um, dude, you're in like insane shape right now, and and um, obviously I asked you when you came in. The second you walked in, I well, I had down written down here that um, you just signed on to play two-time world champ Arturo Gotti in an untitled biopic, which I'm so psyched that they're making this. Uh, executive produced by Mark Wahlberg. And the second you came in, I was like, uh, Are you already shooting the movie? You just you just training at this point. I, I'm I'm training now, and I'm kind of getting ready. I'm I'm not in the full swing yet. Like we're actually going to go have a training camp. I'm going to go up to Big Bear and do that whole like 24 seven thing. No so women, no shredded. Bro- I'm going to do my best. I personally don't. There's only a level of shred I can get. Like there's don't, a, don't you have like a that- midriff re- region that I'm Italian yeah. from, and also I was 205 <laughs> pounds. Uh, we may have to CGI some shit with that i don't know but uh yeah Wait, you would you would how, how tall are you five seven if i have on good shoes and you were 205 204 and what what is what is the weight uh when you went to the doctor what when, when you went to the doctor when you were 205 and he said listen jerry i love the show i'm not trying to be a dick <laughs> but you need to get down to what were you supposed to be am i like the normal for my height yeah, one the normal for my heights one fifty. I thought that would be a, when what the nineteen fifties one for five six and a half. He was like one fifty one fifty five. You'll be normal, uh, and that's actually exactly how it happened. I went to take a physical to go do a movie. It's like the Hollywood physical. They make sure you're not dying. They right. literally make sure your heart is beating yeah. and that you don't have any <laughs> weird outward things. They do the blood pressure yeah, thing. They look it, in your it, ear. Like my mom could do that physical for me if she had to. And the guy, he was being real thorough. I'm like, this guy's looking for something to like fail me. And he put me on the scale and I just turned 30. It was like a week after my 30th birthday. Right. And, you know, the doctor wasn't trying to scam me. He's just like, look, you're, you're not in any physical threatening life altering thing. You're like you're you're young still, but you know what? As you get closer to forty, if you go on this path, you're gonna be faced with some problems. So start now. It's way easier now than when you're gonna when you're gonna be thirty nine. Oh, no. Trust it. me, dude. Trust me. I'm- and I just started. And uh it's been four I'm thirty I'm gonna be thirty five now and I'm right. I'm at one fifty one. I'm in Are that really? I'm in that range of I guess the proper weight for my short ass. Congratulations, height. dude. That's all and how long did it take you to drop all that? 
it just it's just nonsense. It's still going on. It's, it's been, still it's just been on. years. So, like, yes, yeah, so you're doing it the right way. You're gradually. Uh, did you do it more diet or, or working out or both? Both. But I mean, I, at the time, I was still I was smoking cigarettes. Still, I was smoking pot. Still, I, I quit all oh, that. Dude. Yeah. And um, that shit. By the way, I'm 46. Right around 40, man. I'm telling you, like, there's this weird thing where at 40, if you figured you started being a knucklehead around 18, 19, it there's that tipping point where for more of your life. You were being a moron, yeah. Then running around and riding your bicycle as a kid, yeah. And all of that shit. The, I'm telling you, it starts like the sh- the weight just fucking you see it just it. takes yeah. you down. And like uh, all of a sudden, just some of the conversations I'm having with uh, some of my friends is just uh, it's it's what we're. I mean, unfortunately, I never let it get too out of control. I'm about a buck seventy now. The worst I ever did, I went about twenty pounds, and dude, it was all road fucking. Wait, you were up beer. to one ninety at one yeah, point? Yeah, I, I was clo- I was closing on one ninety. And uh, this comic, Keith Robinson, I'm not going to say the comic's name that he called me, but he was a redhead who was fat and he called me him that day. And, I, and it just it, it, it was funny as hell, but it really stung me. And I was like, all right, I got to go. Because one of the running jokes on this podcast is that I, I think fat shaming works if you're in, in a like, I'm, I'm not trying to get in trouble making no, a comment no, or any no, bullshit, no, no, but no, it's no. just like I do that to myself. Like, I'll be looking in the mirror when I'm just trying to go, look what you did, you piece of shit. And I just said, nobody should love you. You know, just fucking, it gets me like, I, I just, I just have an unacceptable weight. Like, I'm not fucking going past this. Buddy, I, I, I have a, I have a photo album in my phone. That's like my, my workout photo album. It's all old photos. Right. That really, if I, I look at it and it's not even cause I want to look a certain way because look it's only it's going to be what it is bro i'm not right. a pretty boy i, I i'm not i'm not a hand, particularly handsome what are you guy talking about it is with what your it full is. head of hair go fuck yourself but you look great i look at those 205 things and that's where i'm like that shit if did, like i don't want to go to the How gym did that, now, now were, were you were you out of shape as a kid or did that, no, that, so I mean, that just happen in your adult life i always like genetically we always had like meat on our bones you know we're short guys even my brother too but like i played every single sport i ran I mean, I, there was not a day that went by in my youth up until I moved out here that I didn't do something that day sports-wise. You know, it's hilarious. You're probably the only guy who ever moved out to L.A. in show business and put on weight. That's fu- I, Unless you did it for a role. Th- th- I, I mean, um, craft service got me. I just went – I went probably from 21 to almost 30 where I did not do shit. Except fucking – I mean, I worked well, and I smoked and I ate. Yeah. That's all I did. So when you, uh, how old were you when, when you booked Entourage? Twenty three, going on close to twenty four. And that ran for what? Seven, eight seasons? Eight seasons spanned across. You know, HBO does it right. with the year and a half break, so spanned across a decade. You know, basically, yeah, almost a decade. Oh, so ten years of craft service. I mean, that's you understandable. You kidding? And then you start making a little bit of money. You could actually afford to take a lady out for a meal. It's, yeah, yeah. It went off the rails. <laughs> Isn't that Quick. amazing? What you used to think was a good restaurant, and then all of you know, I used to be like, you know, like going to the ground round was like a big ground deal for round. Me. Yeah, oh. and then then I made a little bit of money, and then what I thought was a good restaurant, and then the second you know I met my wife, then it's just like, yeah, like Jesus Christ, you fucking everything she'll, changes. She'll kill me. She she goes on the internet and she knows where all the places are and all that. She's a foodie, huh? She likes to not. Yeah, yeah. It's she, fun though. She's it's good. A, it is. Yeah. Until the bill comes and it's just like Jesus. Is this I break a window? Not, it's not fucking worth. <laughs> no. We yeah. We went out the other night. Every once, like once a month, 
I go out and I and I uh, I'm, I'm, we'll go out and it'll be just like some, some yeah it's fucking brutal. If you can tell me stuttering, we just went out to a steak place the other night. It was fucking delicious, but it, the, the bill was was really but annoying. Two, uh, it was what, really two huh? uh, two people is like two eighty something. It was it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal and. Uh, I, did I bring it up to her? I think I brought it up to her, and she got mad and said it was tacky. <laughs> I'd say when I was in Ohio, when I was just in Ohio, we went to a really nice restaurant, and uh, we went to the bar first, and we ordered a round of drinks for like four of us. And you know, I get the credit card out. I only had like twenty. I only had like twenty bucks on me. My credit card. Right. So I go and I'm waiting. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a credit card situation. It came up sixteen dollars for like five oh. drinks. I'm like, oh my jeez, what go- it should be. L.A. would have been six. That would have been a sixty dollar drink order at the minimum. Yeah. And I'm it not a cheap guy, but it, that was. And I'm, like, I'm they, moving and, here. And there used to be dive bars out here, but all the fucking hipsters they take over every one of them. And now the dive bars are more expensive yeah. than the upscale bars. It's brutal. It's brutal. So um, I want to make sure that I don't. Uh, I don't forget to promote everything. So uh, it, let me. This, this is this is actually just for me, because uh, like I, I was saying earlier, just as far as how you're making money outside of this business, I just think that gives you such an unbelievable uh, amount of power. Where if you have this income coming in, if if the acting work slows down just for a little bit. Like when they come at you and, you know, with the movie where you got to be in drag, you only have to do it if you want to. Yeah. Where, like, you see a lot of these guys now because uh, I guess it's more before we talk about the fat sales thing. Like, um, in your time in the movies, like the last 10 years in the movie, like the whole movie industry now with the, uh, I'm not even going to say the name of the websites where you can watch it for free. It's like... It's doing to the movie business what happened to the music business. A hundred percent. Yeah. So now, like, for, you know, people outside the business listening right now, basically how it works now is movies that have the best chance, correct me if I'm wrong, are like low-budget independent things or those $100 million robot superhero movies. The in-between, which is all the movies that we probably grew up loving, you know, right. the the stand-by-me's, those coming-of-age kind of movies, those in-betweens are almost not obsolete like we don't enjoy them, but studios aren't making them because right. their business is like $2, 3000000 million or less or $100 million or more. And that in-between gap is actually proving not to to be the least profitable business, and yeah. I think those are the better movies personally. But uh, you're you're absolutely you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, because I was sitting there one night and I, and I saw like the the probably like the fifteenth A list movie star signed on to do a TV series. It's probably why all these TV series are so unbelievable now. It's like some, it's like it really is like the second golden age of uh, television. Yeah. Like some of the stuff that's out there and. I'm really far behind. People keep telling me I got to see Fargo, and there's. Uh... I'm weird. I'm real. I'm I'm on like season three of Breaking Bad. Oh, you. That's are? how far behind I am. Oh, are, yeah, yeah. And like well, season one of House of Cards. I'm real behind. Yeah, I, I started watching The Killing. I liked that. I watched the first two seasons of that. Uh, House of Cards. I watched the first episode. I was like, I love this, and then. You know, my life got busy and I haven't got back to that. So uh, and you got to pay attention for that one. You can't like yeah. eat the popcorn, and you got to like you got to lock in on that one. Yeah. You can't really casually watch House of Cards. Absolutely. So all these guys now, you see, like I mean, you see half the cast of like uh, Boogie Nights and all these movies I love. They're all um, yeah on on TV now. So um, with it changing like that, that's why. Um, I love this this move. I mean, and and you did the most riskiest thing is essentially opening a, a, a restaurant, right? And uh, how, how did that? How did that all come about? It came about because the, uh, the Sal of Fat Sal's is a real guy. He's one of my best friends. I know from New York. Uh, we always talked when we were young. Young. I'm talking 20 years old. 
out here, like we need like an East Coast kind of place out here. We didn't know what it was. And then obviously, you know, he, and he's not, he wasn't in the entertainment business. So he's a mechanical engineer, like builds buildings. Right. And uh, he kind of ended that part of his career. And him and another friend of mine came to me with this whole plan. And look, I don't know. I, I'm like Paulie and Goodfellas. Like, I don't know anything about the restaurant business. Right, I, right, right. I, I really genuinely don't. <laughs> I don't cook. What does I don't want for me? I, 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 I know how to sit down and how to eat. It's yeah. exactly how that conversation went. <laughs> and, you know, I, they, they put You're going to burn it plan. down someday and Sal's going to be it's a fucking yeah. shame. It's Place a fucking shame. by lightning? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Pay me. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I just, I, I invested in the two of them. I said, guys, I don't know about food. I know all restaurants, most restaurants fail, but I'm, not that I feel like I owed, but like if I can't empower one of my best friends, because I'm a lucky motherfucker right now, if I can't give Here him a shot, yeah. why not? It's it, I went into it saying, I'm going to lose every dollar. I, so I wrote a check that I was comfortable losing every cent of. Right. And sure enough, the kid came through and they, I, I look, I don't run the business. Right. I'm not going there making sandwiches. I, I, I'm in on everything. I know what's going on, but they run that show and they, we just opened our fourth one in Austin, Texas. Dude, you got to update your bio. You're, you're killing it so much. They told me you had uh, you had two locations. Now you got four. Well, you got you had to be comfortable if, if your buddy knew how to build and design a building that he could make a sandwich. I mean, that's got to be a joke. Yeah, but he also built out the places because of his background. And the other guy, Josh of Fat Sal's, who he's the one I think came up with that we're making sandwiches over here. Right. You know, he's been in the food industry his whole life. So they were the team. And I said, I'm, I'm betting on you guys because the first one was at UCLA, Westwood. Great the first location. Spot. And I said, they, they have a great way of making everyone feel like it's your spot, like you're a VIP. I'm like, these kids are going are gonna to come to hang out with you too. And right. sure enough, I hate to say, I told you, so I was right about that. And then, but they they took it from there and have just. I did mean, you guys with that uh, that flood? Did anything come down your way? Not you luckily, not ours. But I mean, we certainly felt some of the effects of it. But it didn't it didn't hit uh, our spot. But um, yeah, for people listening uh, all over, there was a uh, water main break. Crazy, crazy, yeah, like one of those ten foot pipes you could drive a truck through. Yeah. Uh, broke. Yeah, you know, it's not no big deal. We just steal the water here. <laughs> Little things. You know, we have so much water in L.A. anyway. So tell me, tell me about this. I'm, I'm jumping all around. No, it's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm scatterbrained here. But um, so this Arturo Gotti movie. Uh, now, is is this is going to be? Uh, it's going to go all the way. Obviously, going to go the the. I don't want to ruin the end of the movie, but I, I know how his life ends. Right, and 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 that's which is the thing. really so... sort of like open ended as to whether. Was it was it officially ruled like a suicide? It was officially ruled a suicide. Arturo Gatti, uh, at the after he retired, you know, he he went to Brazil and with his wife at the time. They were going to, and the kid, and uh, he was found dead. And the government there view, uh, ruled it, it. It was ruled uh, a suicide. She was his wife was actually in jail on trial for the murder, and she was right. not acquitted. guilty, okay. acquitted, and now she's back here. Um, you know, while we will not be able to literally make the movie and say she killed him, the right. goal of the movie, without giving away all all too much, is if we tell this guy's story correctly, you as an audience member will be able to walk out saying there's no no fucking way he hung himself with a pocketbook strap from the the staircase and ended up under the island of the kitchen. Like I have the reports; it's it, it's mind blowing the the way oh, wow. they say were- it went down. Um, so this movie's being made because his longtime manager to Pat Lynch, great 
great guy. He's actually in the documentary a lot, uh, the w- Gaddy Ward tale, the HBO documentary that uh-huh. Wahlberg voiced over. And um, one of the re- greatest fights of, of oh, the last man. was that last century? Was that already the nineties? Like ninety eight? No, I think it was it was early two thousand. I think oh, it was two thousand two was the first fight. And I remember I watched that fight live. It was at Mohegan Sun. 2,000 people there, and Jim Lampley actually says in the fight, man, he's like, man, I bet you these 2,000 people did not realize they were walking into maybe the best fight they'll yeah. ever see oh, wait, in their life. At the fight? No, no, he, he, he was commentating the fight, and he was just saying, he's looking around the small little arena, 2,000 people, he's like, I bet the 2,000 people I'm saying, here. Are you watching it on a big screen, or are you at the fight? No, I was watching it at home, oh, okay, okay. here, probably on break from working at Boston Market, All stoned, right. probably watching the fight <laughs> with some mac and cheese, and, um, you know, so Mark played Mickey Ward in The Fighter, and it's a great, yeah. great movie, and I love Mickey Ward as well. And, you know, they weren't at a place really to get into the Gaddy Ward stuff, so I think this is kind of – that's why I think that's why Mark wanted to be involved is that's the next step is showing that bromance, nope. the ultimate bromance of Arturo and Mickey Ward. Right. And there's all those movies, uh, boxing movies, is, is just, I mean, I'm a sucker for those. Like, that to me, that's like the modern day Western. Like, when I was a kid, I used to always watch Westerns with my dad because yeah. he, he loved those. And then, um, um, I look, the Rocky movies, they started off good. They got a little, they got a little crazy. But, but you know what's, what was cool about the Rocky, all of them, was the premise of each story. Like I, I love I can't even remember which one there was so many. Of I'm them. an expert. The, 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 Wait, talk okay. to me. I got the Russian ex- one. The Russian one was Rocky a little ridiculous. That was a little ridiculous. But the one where he's coming back, like he's lost all his money. Uh, that is, is that six. Rocky five. That's five See, with now, Tommy Morrison. Yeah, and that what I loved about that. I'm not saying, you know... What, he goes back to Philly. What, yeah, and what, I, and what I love about that <laughs> one is just the premise of it, that they they aged the character with Stallone. Like, I thought they did a really good job, and they kind of did, like, the, uh, a good trajectory yes. of it. I'm not saying they executed it. This is what you got to do nowadays, because there's so many fucking people out there that are going to take, well, you actually think that's a good fucking movie? Well, I'm just saying, like, with the jump-off point, for where they were going with that. Dude, that's hilarious. You watched all of those. I watched let's, all the Friday Let's also 13th. take a moment and realize one thing about how cra- how far we've come. If we tried to make Rocky one now, uh, the love story part with Rocky and A- Rocky essentially rapes Adrian when he has her at the oh, house. Right. She tries to get out. He slams the door, and he, the famous shit, like he puts his arms up on the pipe, and the wife be he won't let her leave. She's trying to leave. She's like, "Let me go," and he's like, "No, you where you go? No, you got us." <laughs> he basically date rapes Adrian and let her leave. Yeah, there's a you lot of that. Now. It's like, there's, dude, let her go. She's there's be a there. lot of that uh, back in the day. I guess I shouldn't be laughing at this. It's just fucking, uh, just the fact that that won what it won. That we won. You won the Oscar. Did it also win? I think it won Best Picture, Best Screenplay. I think yeah. it was almost a sweep. Jesus Christ, I forgot all. I thought that all that shit was in the. 50s. You got to be. Uh, are you a, that, you that love whole, sports? Get a hold of yourself where they'd slap the oh shit out of them. Like I thought that that was just in the fifties. Are guess you a that, sports movie guy or no? You some of them I like, and I, I is if they're done in a way. Uh, if they're not too cliched, it's very hard at this point. Now it's like, it's almost impossible. Like, I, I didn't. Uh, I'll have issues like say that movie Rudy. Loved the story, loved it, and all of that. But when you saw the actor they picked, and then in the end they showed the real guy 
you saw the real guy, and even though he's small, you look at him like, dude, that guy's a fucking animal, man. I would not want that guy running at me. Like, I can see how that guy had a heart of a lion, but just, you know. Do you know how hard I would have fought if they were making that movie right now to play Rudy? I would have oh, yeah. been me and Sean Astin head-to-head <laughs> battle. I would have, oh, my Lord. I would have so steroids for that movie. <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah. Oh, nowadays, just, nowadays, they're not oh, that bad. You do one Rudy? cycle. I go as Rudy every Halloween. That's my Halloween. I get to put on Notre Dame jacket and I hold a Bible. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Uh huh. That's my go-to. That and Schneider from One Day at a Time. Dude, so you, so you basically you love acting the way I love stand up. A hundred percent. Like it's, it's I don't know about like you, but acting was just my way into movies and TV. I didn't. I could have easily been an editor. And right. I would have been almost equally as happy. Yeah, I wouldn't have had a lot of cool stories that I have now right. with acting, but it was something in, in TV or movies, whatever it was. I just, and acting was what I landed on. Well, speaking of that type of stuff, uh, meeting all these people, uh, all those years and all those seasons on Entourage, who was your favorite guest star? Because you guys had some monsters on that show. God, it's and I know people always try to take a high road. They don't want to single out one person. I, I'm not doing you can give that. Give me a handful, whatever. It, give, give me. I mean, I, I love James Cameron only because I think he like legitimized the fake world that we created. Right. Like James Cameron on the show was directing Aquaman, and so right. he like when he came on, he legitimized our fake world, our fake universe. But uh, I mean, I loved like Bob Saget. We had the whole cast yeah. of Full House <laughs> at one point. I Dice, we had Dice on there. Dice, Dice was, was great. Dice was phenomenal. And uh, just to, I never, if you had told me when I was a little kid sneaking the Dice tapes with my brother listening to him that I'd be acting with Andrew Dice Clay, That's I would have, I would have punched you in in the nuts. No, people don't understand like. The impact that guy had, oh, how, how I big learned. he was. I saw Dice Clay at the Worcester Centrum. This is like where like That's the awesome. Celtics could have done a home game if That's they wanted awesome. to. I was like second to last row in the upper deck, and he came out and destroyed. And in the end, he did his impressions. And then I swear to God, he played a drum solo. I'm not even lying. Like this, it was like he could do no. Uh, no wrong. And it's so hard now with all the internet and all the fucking podcasts and all this shit for somebody to have an impact and, and get that big. And uh, that's one of the... the his he, son he, is one of the best drummers I've ever seen. His son, Max. You talk about... You yeah, he the told drum. me he was oh, my, His son is unreal on the drums. Like, oh, will awesome. knock your head off with the drums. There you go. Random, so, yeah, random point. Let we've had add. so many cool. Ca- I mean, the ca- I always describe it like this: like we had one day on Entourage where I don't think any other show would ever do this on the call sheet. You six a.m. call at six a.m. We were working with Sidney Pollack, great actor, oh, yeah. director, and then after lunch we were doing a scene with Kanye West. It's like wherever are you gonna <laughs> in one day are you gonna do scenes with Sidney Pollack in the morning and Kanye West in the afternoon? It was that was the one of the coolest parts of the That's job. That's awesome. How crazy is uh, Bob Saget? I love him. I'm obsessed yeah. with him, and he did something really cool. My nephew, who's now watching Full House, my mom bought him all the DVDs. It's his favorite show. He's five years old. He he he, he wants to call me Uncle Jesse. He asked me. He's like, Can I call right. you Uncle Jesse instead of Uncle Jerry. I'm like, right. yeah, sure. So I tweeted that, <laughs> and Bob, who uh, Bob saw, he must follow me and wrote like DM me like, look, if the kids ever in town, bring them to Fat Sal's. I'll come meet. I'm like, Bob, if you if my nephew sees the real, he might he might see the first five year old heart attack of all ever. Yeah. <laughs> He might just fall on the floor. So you know, he's a I great did, guy. I did a benefit with Saget uh, last week, 
And that guy, he's out of his fucking mind. Love him. He goes on stage <laughs> and he starts wishing the disease we're trying to stop. He's wishing the disease on the club owner. And it's the funniest, like, five minutes I've seen in a while. And the crowd's all, like, uncomfortable and squirming. There's, of course, a couple of people that get it, that he's just joking around. But he goes up and he's it's fucking, he just goes up and riffs. So he'll talk himself into a hole and he <laughs> just dig no he just keeps digging it he he doesn't try to get out he tries to he goes he tries to dig all the way through and come out the other side down in china and that's what he did he felt him going and he just kept he's he's out of his mind he's one of my favorite um comics to watch because of that style and then also because of all the people that watched full house oh. and they still think there's going to be this and america's funniest home videos. yeah that there's going to be this uh get that yeah this family sort of like entertainment kind of thing last but, quick bob thing and doug allen actually said the creator of entourage said this on my podcast when when he went to bob saget to do the show doug wanted to play bob as like broke like broke right. like living somewhere and but and bob's like look doug I'll do any one thing I won't do. I won't play broke because right. I, I, I won't play. So Doug was like, all right, well, what about would, would you like have sex with prostitutes? He's like, yes, eat done easily. But I won't play broke. <laughs> he would not play down on his luck. Broke Bob. But he's like, I'll have. Yeah. I'll, Why not? I'll have sex with prostitutes. Yeah, of course. Oh, because he just, he just thought it was. a. I, he just didn't want to do it. That was like his one. I'm not playing broke because that like I'm, it just doesn't fit what I do. That's also that's probably a smart move too because so many people would think that he actually did that. Where if you just do the prostitute thing, it like fits I think, with his comedy a little bit, I yeah. guess. Like, and if you if you know him, you know you don't really take that seriously, but you maybe kind of wonder in the back of your mind, like, wait, maybe. No, he's great. You know, I, oh Jesus, all these memories are coming back. I, I was uh, I was walking my dog, and there's a house that I walked by that you guys I didn't even realize I was watching a rerun, and you guys shot without Ralph Macchio there. Oh and, God, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think, well, yes. Few, few people like Kevin go, Dylan too. Yeah, that there, was. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, Ralph was hilarious. And uh, every time I swear to God, like I, I, I walk by that thing like 15 times. Every time I go by it, I like nine times out of the 15, I'll be like, we asked him to do the Ralph crane. Macchio stood right. In we that asked doorway. him to do the crease. Shut us down on the crane kick. What is that? Oh, the, 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 the famous Daniel LaRusso crane kick at the end that he hits Johnny with. We said, will you do the crank? He's like, no, won't do it. And you only asked once, right? You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Out of respect. Of course. Yes. Once he says no, we, we really tried to never make anyone uncomfortable if you if a cameo came on like they really had control of what how That's far cool, they yeah. wanted yeah it, it was never done with, like you're in on the joke we're not trying to make you look like a dick if, if you're uncomfortable either don't do it or we'll change it doug doug was always great about that that's awesome well i i had an awesome time uh finally getting me i know i met you briefly but uh i'm really happy for all your success here but we we didn't really get to talk too much about your podcast. What's is it just you? Is it going to be like another? Uh, it's it's just me, but I do I do have guests. Uh, a it's got to be heavy sports. I'm got to be guessing. It is. You know, I'm trying right now not to because it is the dog days of summer, and you know, there's no football, there's no hoops. So I'm real. I'm, I'm every time I uh, every show at some point I say I'm not going to talk about sports because. The minute, you know, October comes around, it's probably going to transition into that a lot. Oh, absolutely. So, but we're doing some fun sports things. Uh, we got like the Sports Academy Awards. I'm doing this one thing where uh, we're going to like do the best sports movies never made. So, and I want my audience, we're going oh, to cast. I would listen to that. Well, I would love for you, I'd love to get your take on this too. Don't, we're going to cast the 86 Mets. That movie. Oh, Jesus. Let's cast, 
But I'm do, say I'm doing that one on the on the show next week. I oh, think where we cast the '86 one. Mets. A little teaser, you know. Denzel, Gary Carter. Denzel, if he was a little younger, would have been a great Daryl Strawberry. I got the best Daryl Strawberry. Who? Did he have his little? Te- you- this, I'll tease it with this okay, one. Who all right. Got? I, to me, it's a genius call. I don't know how you're going to react, okay. and only because of what he looks like now. Okay. Dave Chappelle is Daryl Strawberry. Because he's oh jacked God. right now, isn't he? The l- pictures I've seen of Chappelle, he's like, he's yeah, yeah, huge. No, I saw him when he was in Seattle. He is. He's like a big boy. Yeah, I would he cast can, him he can as Daryl. Across the room at this point, um, I would cast him as Daryl. Oh, but God. we could have fun with it. We could have. I mean, Lenny Dykstra. Who's going to play Lenny Dykstra? Mookie Wilson, Dwight Gooden, uh, yeah, Gary Carter, Keith Hernandez. These are bringing up some bad memories. Uh, you know, I wish we wish we didn't play them in '86 because I really would have enjoyed that team more because yeah. uh, I saw so many things on there. Just the unbelievable, like the, just the level of talent that was on that team was 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 insane. And uh, you know, obviously, what happened when we ran into them? We had those fuckers beat. Ugh. That book too. If you ever want to uh, read it, I don't. Even, the, dude, I watched that so little. I, I, don't, I don't even remember the names. Like I can't even remember who was the guy who ran across the home plate and he put his hands on his helmet. Like I oh think my that God. was Lee Mazzilli. Why did I think it was Knight? I'm thinking it was. Well, like, maybe it was. It was maybe it was Knight. Uh, my my initial mind is telling me Mazzilli, but that's not a uh, fact. Behind the bag, black <laughs> They fucking showed that forever. It, it maybe I still love Vin Scully, but every once in a while, when I'm watching a Dodgers game, listening to him, his his voice will get up into that register, and that's all I'm hearing. Could you imagine? And the Mets if win that it. Happened now with social media. What the hell? That would that would set social media on. Oh, it would yeah. break Twitter. If that happened right now, Twitter would have to shut down their whatever. I don't know anything about technology, but whatever right. they use, that shit would break. If Bill Buckner happened right now. Oh, and he like uh, Bill Buckner actually back then before social media he had to leave yeah boston and he you know he, he was upset and he talked about it too and i was kind of like uh, i felt bad for him on one level but on another level it's like dude you know what what do you th- we haven't won it in this long what'd you think was gonna you happen know, it, it it hit a pebble or something i don't know it's like but you know when it's a little slow roller what do you what do you think but did he expect happen? compassion i know did he really expect compassion? Well, I know you should get some compassion for his fucking Bob Stanley. That's who you should give him. You should send him a fucking card every, <laughs> every week that oh, he took that man. off of him. Or whoever it was. See, I, I haven't literally have never, I never watched the game again. Don't go there, Bill. Uh, There's no reason to go there. One time I watched some highlights and we had that Calvin Chiraldi in there and it was just single, single. Single. Don't go, uh, Sing, dude. It was it was the sickest you're thing. You're gonna start getting cold sweats. Yeah, no, 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 but no, but it's fine because we've won all these championships. But it's there's just something about that one. That one hurt. That was because I was 18 when that happened. That's when your Buck, prize. When, when, when Bill Buckner happened, I was 10. So I didn't even. I mean, I didn't even know that we hadn't won it that long. And I didn't even. I knew the Yankees had won some championships, but I was too young to get it. But it, by '86, I got it. And uh, you know, you think the Celtics won it that year? Patriots went to the Super Bowl. We got the shit kicked out of us. Right, but it was looking but, good but for, for, we, for Boston right. sports. That was foreshadowing our, this, this past 10 years. We kind of got it all at once. But um, but anyways, hey, I'm, I'm really happy for you, man. All, all the success and like and it, it, the highest compliment, man. You know, back in the day, you know, it was, it was really hard to, to go from a t- television show where you were so known as a character, especially if it had like a nickname or something like that, to then to be going on to doing the stuff that you're doing. You're playing this Arturo Gotti. I think it's going to uh, lead to great things. You got all these sandwiches places. You're killing it. And you got a podcast, and I'm helping you promote it on my own podcast. You want to talk about bad for fucking business? 
Bill, that right I, there. I cannot thank you enough, though, for having me. I've been a, I've been a fan for quite. A while. I actually when I when I met you that night at the Knicks screening, we saw a screening for the Knicks. So I was oh, I, uh, uh, Michael Michael Rapaport's, Mike Rappaport's film he directed, uh, and which is great, by the way. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Well, what's it called again? Uh, when the Garden Was Eden. Yeah, which is based on a book, right? It's based on a book when the Knicks were actually good. Which <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. See, it's similar to you. Like you're, I'm like that with the Knicks. Even like I just have no idea that they're just losers to me. But you weren't you old enough for Pat Riley? Those the early 90s, yeah, but so yeah, well, you know, losing game game six and seven to the uh, Rockets. John Starks going two for seventeen. The joke was John Starks tried to shoot himself after the game, but he missed. Oh, you know, it was uh, that was my gen. Patrick Ewing missing the finger. Reggie Miller scoring eight points in twenty seconds. Oh, and then did the choke thing. Yeah, I, I feel your pain. Oh, sorry. But I'm glad you know I got what? To if you're you. a fan long enough, you got those fucking stories. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But anyways, I hope uh, what little I can do on this podcast, I hope makes bad for business uh, a big hit out there. And uh, congratulations on this Arturo Gotti thing, man. I can't wait. And uh, I'm going to hit your uh, fat sales pretty soon. Oh, you're VIP now, yeah. Bill. You're uh, VIP absolutely. now. All right, Jerry. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, man. All right.